Ladies, gentlemen, gender non-conforming, welcome back to In the Queen's Throne Room, the bitchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom where we talk about what I want, when I want, with whoever I want. I'm your host, Timmy, the queen herself, and we're back this week. Um, no longer alone. Um, you will not just have to listen to an hour and a half of me going on and on about whatever um and we're also trying um something new something that um we haven't done on in the queen's throne room yet in our uh seven episode streak here and to help me um kick that off i've actually invited on my first repeat guest who you last heard on the canceling gay culture episode i have rodney back on here rodney how's it going it's going good why am i always a repeat guest on everybody's podcast like I, we need to kiki together we need to figure out why because i was scott's first oh and i was victoria's first oh my god i just i think it i don't know but hi yeah. i'm your resident uh <laughs> expert uh yeah <laughs> oh my god i mean we, you're just that iconic rodney that's just that's I'm just really what it not, is i don't it's know just... where i don't I don't know where people get this from, but I'm literally like, I have the coolness of like a chicken nugget. <laughs> like, I'm not cool at all. Oh my. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I mean, well, like, to, to, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but from, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Almost Famous, but in that movie, like, they have like a telephone conversation and like, they're like, well, we we like talk to each other because we're both uncool. We're all uncool. Like let's be real. We're we're, us. <laughs> we're all uncool, and you're just the most iconic of the uncool. Because like, I had to have you on again, and like, I mean, you you keep yourself updated. I think that's the the big thing. Like I I always know like when you're into something new. So I was just like I'm like I have to have him on for this or this. So like I always have just like it's like. Yeah, like who who would be interested in this? I'm like, well, there's well Rodney again. <laughs> <laughs> like I know he's been talking about this for like five hours yeah. on Twitter. Let me hit him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you're probably wondering what we were talking on Twitter uh, for five hours about. And what we're gonna talk about is the new Netflix film, The Devil All the Time, that is directed by Antonio Campos. Okay. Okay. So we get. So so I think, I'm guessing he's Latinx. I'm guessing, from that. So that's pretty dope. Oh, and his brother, um, co-wrote the screenplay with him, Paulo Campos. Love that for them. Oh Love. Cool. I I I'm just reading the the Wikipedia page. So. And it's okay because I was reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> We're so prepared. We're so ready. Oh my god, it's produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't know that. They did not know. Um, but, like, nobody knew he was on in on it. Especially, like, one person that we know have history. Well, I guess, like, Tom Holland. Yes. Oh, like, oh yeah. So, of course, this film stars, like, a fabulous cast. We have Tom Holland. Um, our Great. beloved Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, the best ever. Anyone who says he's not the best and says that Toby McGuire... Like, is, love of my life is Bradwitter husband. Oh, uh, I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. I mean, I'll let you claim it because I feel like you love him a little bit more than I do. 
So I'll give you him. I, I, I keep Chris Pine. Chris Pine's mine. He, I keep him. Oh, girl, yeah. I understood. Understood. I, I, because no one else talks about Chris Pine as much as I do and how much I'm like, everyone's like, oh, I forget like this about, I'm like, he's my least favorite Chris because I always forget him. I'm like, do we, do I need to remind you about Wonder Woman and that one scene? Like, come on. He gave, Period. he gave the girls Period. and the gays everything, but that's irrelevant. But, um, <laughs> So um th- this movie was released on Netflix um on 9/11 um <laughs> 2020 so September 11th, 11th 2020 um interesting date but um <laughs> uh, uh obviously we were watching this on that day um <laughs> um but the film stars um Tom Holland um he he has like probably the top billing um Bill Skarsgård, uh, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, yes, um, Robert Pattinson, um, which I was excited about, but we'll get into we'll get into him later. Um, Eliza Scanlon um, from Pretty Women. Uh, did I just say Pretty Women? Little Women. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. We- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dumbass. Uh, just a little moment. Just a little moment there, folks. It, it, it just it, it happens this is um unscripted podcast <laughs> uh we have Mia Wasikowska, Haley Bennett um a lot of really good cast so obviously we had to we had to watch this um I know for me personally like I, I think we both said like um Tom Holland was kind of the big draw for both of us because he's great like oh yeah and anything d- despite our thirst our thirst is valid because he is so insanely attractive but he's also a fucking amazing actor and the range exactly the range the the absolute acting chops mm. on this person oh my a hundred percent and then like we got again we got like all these awesome other people like we we talked about bill skarsgård like um he was after like like t- to talk a little bit about it because that's what I know him from I'm guessing you know him from it as well oh. 100% yeah it like and he like played pennywise after people were like no one can take the mantle from tim curry which like they can't but he did such a good job so i was really excited to see him in this where he's you kind of see him a bit more i guess um, is the best way to say it? Yeah. He was pretty abundant, especially in, like, the first half. Yeah, like, I- I'd say be- because, um, if you look at, like, the listing, like, I think him and Tom Holland have, like, the top billing, which I think makes sense. Um, yeah. Considering, like, um, the storylines. Also, um, Jason Clark, um, I- he always plays villains, and or like villainous types or like kind of kind of in a, unlikable characters like i i always think of him in um uh, well i think the last film i watched him in was boy erased i don't know if you've mm. i don't know if you've seen that i haven't oh um it's about it's probably like the one film that i know of that's about um gay conversion therapy um mm. i think it's on hulu is it uh it's it's a really good film i think it's a really important film very Mm -hmm. difficult to watch um there is a very graphic um rape scene 
in that film uh, to the point where I question the taste level a bit. Um, I, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not sure I would say to like, uh, I, I feel like the, the point of like going beyond taste level is like 13 reasons why and what they've done um, in, terms, <laughs> those bar- in terms of that I'll- stuff. Yeah. I was interested, but then, like you said that, and I was like, "Wait," because <laughs> like I'm really like extreme, like like you said, thirteen reasons why. Like I, I like I had to skip whole episodes because of that, because it just it like ruined it for me. You it, know, it, it was just too much, and like I mean, I can take a lot, um, right? But um, that I know that this one's it, it's one scene in the whole film. You, it's pretty easy to kind of just skip over because mm-hmm. it's not really brought up like you just need to know that ha- that it's happened like you just kind of need right. to know that's happened like it's not only like just like very like you see all of it but it's also it's a very kind of emotionally complicated scene um right. and then that coupled with again the content of conversion therapy um what that does to people but um i mean that has like a good cast like nicole kidman was like robbed of an oscar in my opinion for that film <laughs> But um, but Jason Clark, I believe, I believe he played, um, kind of like the head priest who turns out to be um a closeted homosexual himself. Um, you find out as the film goes on. It's not really a spoiler, um, in terms. But he he, I also remember him from uh, uh, The Great Gatsby. Um, so he, I don't know, he's he's good in everything I've seen him in. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, a lot, a few of these names I don't know, but like Riley Keough, um, Haley Bennett. I, I don't think I've seen them in anything. I don't know about you. I I did see some new faces, and there were a lot of new faces. Yeah. Um. I. Uh. But 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 we'll get into um how, how we feel about them in this film. Um. I just kind of want to mm. go through like the the main cast, like to kind of get, um, kind of get an idea of what we kind of thought before we saw this. Um. Uh, we have Sebastian Stan, who um, is our Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier. Um, I was ready. Like, he's been great in the Marvel Universe and outside the Marvel Universe. Like, I, Tonya, yeah. he was fantastic. Um, I think he's, like, in a film that had such heavy hitters, like Margot Robbie, um, the queen of my life. Um, I would go straight for that woman. She- Margot Robbie. Yeah, uh, love her and we, we were talking about Sebastian Stan though <laughs> a mess um oh my god but but he's just great like, oh absolutely second husband love him uh yeah we we love um probably like the gayest character in the MCU maybe a little bit maybe I don't know maybe I don't know I I, I think there's an argument for Spider-Man too which is why he Spider-Man's my favorite but that's another discussion for another day. Um, <laughs> which where me and me and Rodney could easily agree on everything when it comes to oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And then as I mentioned earlier, um, Eliza Scanlon, who I think I've only seen in uh, Little Women, where she played mm-hmm. where she played Beth, um, and made me cry for hours. Um, even though I knew it was coming, <laughs> I knew it was coming, but she. I, I mean that that whole film, that whole cast is uh, a dream. So if you haven't seen Little Women, the 2019 Little Women, um, go see it. Absolutely. Just, just saying. 
Um, I just I, watched it like a week ago. Oh my gosh. Love that. I caught it in theaters. I was so glad I caught it in theaters. It was one of the ones I'm like, like when everything shut down because it was like probably a month uh-huh. after um, when things started shutting down. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I saw that. I'm so glad I saw Knives Out. Um, I saw Birds of Prey, which apparently nobody saw. Um, we were the only ones that were dedicated. Uh, I, and I'm so glad I did because I love it. Absolutely. Um, oh my! I mean, I haven't. It was the first time I had seen um, Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn because um, I'm not big on DC films. Uh, uh, the that I have my select few like that and um, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, oh which yeah. I'm so I'm so sad we had to wait so long for 1984, but um, I will be standing diligently. <laughs> yeah. I, I will be, uh, I, I will go the minute that they say, oh, this is the date that we're releasing it. I'm like, my, my I'm like, this is going to be end game stuff. That's my ticket. I'm going. Tickets booked, seats yep. reserved. Yep. Ready to go. A hundred percent. Um, But yeah. And um, so she, she was definitely one. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't think she was in the billing. Um, I mean, she has a, she has another kind of short part. Her and um, Mia Wasikowska have kind of short, but very effective parts right. in this film. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so Mia Wasikowska, I mean, uh, I always think of her as Alice in Wonderland, but she's done everything. I loved her in Crimson Peak. I haven't seen that. I am. Oh my god! I know it's literally, it's literally like Guillermo del Toro wanted to make a haunted mansion movie without making a haunted mansion movie, which he was supposed to. <laughs> we don't talk about him. I can drag him for days because of oh that. Oh my god! But it's it's so good. It's like your classic like oh haunted house tale. Yeah, I, I really want to see it. I'm I'm a horrible horror gay for not having seen it. Um, <laughs> I, I really am. It. I really am. I will pardon it. Just see it whenever. You, I don't know if it's on. I think it might be on Netflix. Yeah, but but I but again, she's like done comedies. Um, oh, yeah, she she's just great. So so I knew she, it was gonna be solid. And I feel like this was very different for her. Um, but we'll we'll get into that. But I I feel like she tends to play kind of uh a typical ingenue. Um, kind of a damsel in distress, like. Right. Uh, ve- very central to the story. Um, very strong, and and this character was like none of that. Um, it di- I, I I almost didn't recognize her when like they dropped the trailer. Right. I was I was like, oh oh oh, that's her. Um, and then lastly, we have Robert Pattinson, which I was very curious about him in this. He was one like I, I again we were here for Tom Holland. Um, mm-hmm. but when I saw his name, and saw like, got kind of the idea of what was going on um, from the trailer. Because, like, they released the trailer, like, a week before the movie came out, I think it was. Um, And I was just like, I'm like, huh. Because I don't think I've seen him in anything since the Twilight films. You know what? Me either, because I literally only have seen him in Twilight and Harry Potter. Yeah, because he, he kind of disappeared um because twilight just had caused so much of a fuss um, right uh like the people who hated it really hated it like 
I knew he. I know he was in Lighthouse, and that was a big one. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch uh, that because I heard he's that. That one is where you really kind of see him do what he's able to do, which like he's he 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 wasn't a bad actor in Twilight. Oh no, not I, at all. Absolutely not. Like I mean, I, I'm Team Jacob all the way. I've been Period. Team Jacob since I read the books. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like, I was reading those books. I, I, I mean, I, I think I have, like, a werewolf kink. Um, So, I don't know if I should go into this, because I was watching Creepshow, and there's an episode where these three military men get turned into werewolves to kill the Nazis. It's, it, it's wild, but I was just, like, I'm looking respectfully. I don't know why I have to do that, but I am. <laughs> Again, this uh, this is the most unfiltered podcast you will ever listen to. So, oh yeah, <laughs> we've been through. Rodney's been on. Rodney's have had me as a guest on. Who who knows how? R- Rodney Rodney sees my Twitter feed. He knows. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. He's like, because I like I'm un- uncensored to a point. And like, but I'll say like I'll allude to like what I'm trying to say, and people know how I do it. Yeah. But like, Timmy will just be like, "Oh, I want to bleep, bleep, bleep," and I want to. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> yep, that's me. That that's our entire like interactions on Twitter. It's like you'll show me something, like something will show up of yours, and uh-huh. I'll look at it, and I was like, y- you'll say, um. I would do everything for this man. And then I come in and I'm like, I want that man to stab me, um, <laughs> to chop me into little bits and eat me. Like, <laughs> I usually, like, I'll usually say, like, oh, I want that. I literally want him to, like, throw me off a cliff. Yep. <laughs> and, and Which I'll... is true for, like, half of the people in this movie, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Robert Pattinson, like, I mean, he's not really like my type per se, I guess. Right. Um, but I, I mean, we were, we were geared up for him, and I, I think the trailer, like, even though again we were very much like, ooh, ooh, eye candy, yes, like, it seemed to have like an interesting story. Like, I, I couldn't, like, I like trailers when they, you can't pinpoint exactly what it's about. Right. Like it, it, it gives you kind of the, uh an idea of like the themes but you don't know like what's what it's about like what what were were your reactions to like seeing the trailer before watching the movie i you know i really didn't know about the plot until i saw the movie which you know that's what trailers are supposed to be yeah exactly not supposed to give everything away i I, it was very it, it confused me but i was so invested in it not because of like tom or anything obviously he was a factor because i was starved at that point yeah um but I, I mean, it's been it, a whole year since Far From Home. Oh came yeah. Out, so and he, he hasn't been in anything, be, because and, they they MCU hasn't booked him busy. Disney has Tom Holland on a leash, <laughs> right? But um, like I saw him and I saw all these other. It was like it's like a huge like ensemble, not like half ensemble, half not. Yeah. But like they, they had their headers in there, like they had you know Sebastian and Bill and him in there. Yeah. And I was just like, "What is th- what is it even supposed to be?" Because I knew it was a period piece. Yeah. Um, but-, but I was like, "What is it? Like, what exactly? Like, it's it's giving me very like drama, but I don't know exactly what." Yeah, and I mean, the title gave very 
like horror vibes. Right, but, but it's not a horror film. It's not. So I think they were extremely vague with it. I mean, I look. I eventually like looked up the Wikipedia article. Yeah, because it's wait, based wait, on a book. Yeah, which I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, it's based on a book, and I read through the plot, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And um, it also made sense because it's really kind of like an it's not an anthology, but it's different stories within one film. Which you know, looking at, I look back at the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense," because they really didn't. They weren't focusing on one person or yeah. one thing, but you know, it it was just it was very mysterious and intriguing, which worked for them in the end because I loved what they did with it. Yeah, and on the um the Wikipedia page that I'm looking at, it's described as a psychological thriller, which I'm not even sure that fits it. It. <sighs> psychological thriller in some ways yes. yes but in some ways no, no. I think I, it, I think I would do a thriller in, yeah. but like so it, it's slow in some parts yeah and and it picks up in the thriller areas and, it and, there's there's yeah yeah and, and I mean like I I would even like to say period piece like you said I mean uh-huh. it definitely like has a certain time and a certain place and a certain people that mm-hmm. it focuses on, but I'm not like even sure that like it, it gives me um kind of like old like I, I I'm not sure not sure old Hollywood, but like when they start doing films in color and they just kind of defy like I, I would call it a drama. It's there I would say like a psychological drama. Yeah, because it's it's very it's very much about like mental illness. Yeah, there's like aspects of mental illness. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of discussions about religion, which I loved, um, because it had some really interesting points. Right, and it it also kind of destroyed the evangelicals, which we know toxic, toxic group. And this just like turned around and said, like, yeah, they are, um insane and are destructive to themselves um and 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 it really like of course this isn't the case for like every every religious person but some people and you know that are very religious are very hypocritical and you know have taken advantage of people that are you know vulnerable and that's like one of the main things of this and one of the main storylines and that I think was very it was very interesting to see a take on that. Yeah. And and where that went, which we'll yeah. get into a little bit later. Yeah. And I I mean it, it's not an easy watch. It's not. There are definitely points where yeah. I wouldn't say as graphic as like the scene you mentioned like Yeah, boy, no, it, it, it doesn't do anything. I mean, well, like some of the scenes it, with um Robert Pattinson's character. Right. Were very uncomfortable. There was um there there is um someone hangs themselves in the film. Uh yeah. But uh um you know what let's let let's like get into it. Let's like <laughs> okay. get, get into the film. So um but because I think we have a general idea, so I think now we're like kind of leaning towards like what it turned out to be um right. for us, which we it, it definitely had like kind of a horror thriller vibe, and I feel like it's more of a drama um exactly be, be, because it doesn't move like a thriller it um 
uh, it's so hard to describe, but it, it was a very, a very interesting film and I'm really glad I watched it, but um, it kind of, it kind of doesn't have a linear storyline. It, it, it gets everywhere. It, yeah. kinda, it, it goes back and forth yeah. and in a different location. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, at the, um, as it gets to like, um, be, because Tom Holland actually doesn't show up until halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his character is in the film for most of the run, but it's his, different times yeah. and different places. Yeah. So like it's, I, I believe I remember it starting, um, in, um, so this, the film is set in two locations basically. And ba- um, and it's basically set along, um, I think it's the Bible Belt. I'm pretty sure this is the Bible Belt. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, which like, if you know that, you kind of know what we're, what we're in for, what the type of people, like, th- this is very much, um, uh, redneck country, uh, ve- very religious, very devout, um, again, evangelical, um, everyone has a gun in their home, deep Southern accents, um, yeah, and so it, it, fo- it, the film starts kind of focusing on, um, the character of Willard Russell, who was played by um, Bill Skarsgård, uh, which I thought he did a really good job in this role. Oh, yeah. He, like, it, it's a very, like, to compare it to Pennywise, Pennywise is very showy, very physical, all these things. And this one, he's kind of muted and quiet. Um, very to himself, yeah. but will get his hands dirty if he needs yeah. to. Very like like I, I feel like he's very level headed, but like can pop off pop, whenever. Yeah, at a moment. Be. And um, I think I I believe the opening scene is when um he's with his son um Arvin, and yeah, he um this kind of becomes kind of a big um plot point for the mm-hmm. film is that he brings his son to this um prayer log that he has um in his backyard where um he has a a a, cro- a big cross erected and uh i forget what the conversation they have there but he's like it was the bully like it, it was right after yeah it arvin and he was like you know pray and don't leave anything out cuz like he'll know yeah and and he's um and this um eventually kind of connects with the film because i think this is where he tells him like the devil is always here all the time um mm-hmm. to like do bad things and um so they're there and then from there it kind of goes back in time to where we kind of get a backstory for Willard who he was a uh, it says he's a marine um mm-hmm. I couldn't tell that <laughs> um I don't know about the military I just saw I just saw army yeah. like I just saw like war <laughs> I, I i knew it was world war ii i knew that yeah because it, it kind of gave you the timeline um which um i believe it's set in at the end of the war and then goes kind of into the 50s a bit it, it's like yeah 50s 60s yeah and then at, like it's like that time period yeah it started off with war, world war ii and then it kind of ends near Vietnam era. Yes. Yeah, be- because then um, they're asking, like, um, Tom Holland's character, um, who is um, the grown-up version of um, Willard's Arvin. son, Arvin. Yeah. Uh, be- because he's like he's considering going 
to war, um, kind of with paralleled reasons to his father, in a way. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but, we'll, but we'll get into that, because a lot <laughs> happens with him um, at a certain point in the film, a lot. Um, but the film starts um, with Willard's story, and he's in World War II, um, and he's, it says the Solomon Islands, which is in Oceania. Um, so, like, very, very much, I think very much in the thick of what was going on yeah. in World War II, especially um, near uh, Japan. And they come across this, it kind of looks like a no man's land, but not, it's just, it, it's clearly this war torn area. And they come across this man who they believe is dead, who was crucified. Um, he's on, he's nailed to a cross, like beat up, bloody. Very. He was skinned. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had all his skin cut off. Yeah. Very like showy. V- very grisly scene. So. Right. Um, if you don't like gore, that that this scene is it's very. Mm. And, and just skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I mean, it's a, it's not, you don't look at it for long. Um, it kind of tends to focus on uh, Bill Skarsgård in that moment. It's something you would see at, like, Halloween Horror Nights or yeah. any standard haunt. Yeah. So, like, we're desensitized to it. Yeah. But for some people, I know some people yeah. can't handle sight of, like, innards and all that. Yeah, like, it kind of reminded me of um, Vikings Undead. From this past with the, year, with the with the flayed corpse, yeah, with the blood eagle and yeah. all that, it was it was very much it was very much akin to that. Yes. Excuse me. Um. Yeah. So so very bloody. So, um, he kind of finds that, and again, like you have to consider, like, um, he you eventually find out he is from, uh, uh, well, well, he's from Knockham Stiff. No, no, he's from Cold Creek, in West Virginia. Yeah. And then he moves to Knockham Stiff. Um, which is right outside of Mead. So these are kind of the three locations that um, outline the film. And so, um, so, so he's very religious. So he sees that, and it, it kind, it, it, you very much notice that it's very much affected him. Um, what he saw. Um, well, oh wait, no, I forgot the the important part is they think um this guy who's um, strung up there is dead, but he's not. Right. And He ends up, like, groaning or something. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's still alive. And they're, like, barely, and, like, it's like, how, how do we, like, is, is there even, like, like kind of, like, where you have to consider, like, is it even worth letting this person live? Like, one of those, like, so it, it, it's very dark from the get-go. Like, it very much sets the tone immediately. Um, be- because the- there are moments like this throughout the entire film. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, um, they shoot him. To they shoot him right in the head. Um, and Will- and Willard's the one who does it. Yeah, yeah. And so you very much know, like this kind of fucked him up. Like they don't mention it, but I think definitely possible case for PTSD. Um. <clears throat> oh yeah. Because throughout the film, the cross, because that's where, like, we first see the cross, cross imagery. Yeah. And it comes up so many times throughout the film. Yep. And especially with the scenes with him in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of contributes, like, oh, because at first, you know, he didn't want to go to church. And I yep. think it was, you know, the cross and all that. 
and it would have brought back that memory. Yeah. But he, I know he ended up going back. Yeah. And so um, he makes it through the war. Um, mm-hmm. Yay. Um, our boy made it. Um, goes home and he's like on a bus. Um, that it, it kind of hints at, like, again, it kind of hints at the time because I think we see um, the segregation, maybe. I, I can't remember. I don't know if there's any black people in this film. <laughs> there was like. I don't know. No. I, I might be mixing. I, I was. I think I watched this, and I think I watched Lovecraft Country right after. So I'm yeah, maybe, I, it I might be blurring together. Yeah, I do not remember seeing any black people in this film, which you know, I get. I get. Yeah. Because <laughs> racism back then. Yeah. But no, he was on. A, he was on a greyhound, and I think he. Did, but did he go to Knockhamster first? Yeah, he he stopped there because I think he had to switch yeah. buses. Um, yeah. Which is. Is a thing today as much as it was back then. Um, oh, very much. <laughs> yeah, be, be, because I've done it and it sucks. Um, but you don't know if you can get there into it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, honestly, taking a break to go to a nice little diner, it's nice. And um, th- this is right outside of Knockham Stiff, but he, I think he's going to Cold Creek at this point. Yeah, um, he's going back. Home. Yeah. Uh, and he meets um, Charlotte. Uh, who is a waitress and eventually his um, future wife um, at the diner. And um, oh, we also should mention there's a narrator um, for this movie. Uh, I don't... Does it say who the narrator is? I don't think so. Oh, it's the author of the book. He... he no, who, who, I, I meant who played the narrator. Um, it's the author, author of the book. So, so he like voiced it? Yeah. That was him. <gasps> Love that I didn't realize that. That's cool. But yeah, so th- there's kind of a narrator. Um, and so he goes into this diner, like y- you can see the sparks fly, they're kind of flirty. Um, you know. And then he kind of passes by um uh Jason Clark. Um again, it it's it, it kind of goes from like kind of a dark tone to like Oh, this is nice. Post-war, like things are good. Um, even though the narrator is like constantly kind of reminding you about, um, like religion and the devil and just like the, the kind of the themes that you see, like the, uh, again that whole uh, cross thing, like it kind of lingers. Um, right. And so you see Jason Clark, and he's um going up to this girl, uh who is, what's her name? Um, Sandy. So, so his name is Carl and her name is Sandy. And the narrator lets us know they, they end up getting married, which kind of in, in uh, Bill Skarsgård's character, um, Willard just kind of like passes them by. So it's like, it's like so you know like they're going to come back into the picture. Yeah, because the way they were introduced was like very like, oh, keep an eye out. Yeah. Exactly. And then um, he goes on um, back to um, Cold Creek, his hometown. And this is kind of where you get um, his family life. You meet his... Is it, is it his aunt? It's his, it's his mother. It's his mother. Yeah. Uh, it's his mother and his uh, uncle? Yeah, it's his great uncle and his mother. Um, yeah. And she's very much very devout, um, does not miss church, uh, very humble woman, um, 
like like you know the type like from that era like very much like, like we're raised ho- um homie christian yeah uh goes to church every sunday yes. like that F- like, very like reads the bible daily like you, you, right you, you know the type and she she's always she never does anything for herself she takes care of everyone like the the like cooks cleans yeah and so um I, I think that Willard is her only son. Um, we we never hear about if she has other ch- other children, right? Um, so I'm assuming. And so, um, again, it's very traditional list times. And so she, so like the narrator kind of mentions to us because they they go to church, um, that she's trying to set up Willard with um, Mia Wisekowski's character, who's Helen, and. Um, Helen's kind of, I, I hate to use this word, but kind of homely looking, um, very much the image of, uh, Willard's mother. Yeah, pretty much almost like a parallel. Yeah. It, it's like a and younger it, version. Like, again, she's very devout, always goes and, to ter- church. And that's why the grandmother was like, cause they eventually, like, she's like trying so hard yeah. and, to set them up. And, and, and like, yeah, and Willard's clearly not interested. He's like, I'm good, I'm cool. Did we bring up the waitress? Yes, that 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 uh, was um, uh, yeah. Charlotte. Okay, yeah. So he's thinking about Charlotte. He's like, I need that girl. I want that girl. Yeah. Don't even bring this other girl up to me because I ain't gonna hear it. Yeah, and, and also you can hear him kind of question his religion a little bit. Oh yeah, um, be, because he sees the cross and he's like. Is it, does it really represent what it represents? I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, so we um, get introduced to um, Mia Wasikowska's character of Helen, um, which again, very, like I said before, kind of a departure for what she normally does. Um, but she was very good. Um, oh, yeah. She played like very, clearly very devout. Um but the other thing that was happening was there was a sermon and the preacher uh, uh, brings up um, someone, I think, from out of town who mm-hmm. he walks up. To, uh, we both had the same reaction to this. I, I saw your tweet and then I got oh, to Dudley. <laughs> and it was Dudley Dursley from the Harry Potter films. Just, I was like, Girl! I was like, what? I like like I remember you mentioning about I I wasn't ready, I wasn't right because he's kind of I was not because he wasn't in any of the promo no, which I mean he's not a big name. Oh, uh, he's not. He, he I haven't seen him until like until this. Yeah, like that. This is probably like a way more substantial role than Dudley, and and he has a very short role in this film. But again, another like really impactful role, right? Because he plays this kind of twisted preacher um which um very like he very much like the church very much vibes with him but this sermon like very disturbing very it's very god-fearing like you um i always think of um uh the scene from Pollyanna, like the preacher from Pollyanna, where he has like the chandelier shaking like he's talking so loud um, right. he's giving that but then he pours spiders on him he has a like jar full, 
full of spiders. To like prove that like, oh, God takes away my fear and God will protect me. Da, 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 da. And even like, even uh, Willard's mother is like, that kind of, you know, shook me up yeah. a little bit. I mean, Willard's like already like kind of detached, which um, I personally related to a lot. Um, right. They, because I, I was raised in the I don't know about you, Rodney, but I, I think you mentioned that you were. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, my mother was, uh, you know, I was in a Catholic school from kindergarten, uh, preschool to kindergarten. After that, it kind of waned off. But, you know, I, my mom's side of the family was very much Catholic. Everybody went to Catholic school. Uh, later on in my life, uh, I was introduced to people uh, that, like, my mom was talking to that were Christian. And in that sense, yeah, I kind of got uh, that experience. But, uh, yeah, it, it was off and on for me. But I definitely got uh, how he felt because I felt the same way almost every yeah. time. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it's a feeling that's relatable for um lgbtq individuals oh yeah um depending on the church like i know like there are some churches that are very progressive um which is great and i love that for them i know it's not for me um i've just been through too much with religion and just in general to um feel the need to stick to it but um but yeah it's definitely a feeling that we know and i know other people who aren't LGBT also know. Um, like, just... Like, he's clearly detached, but then he's watching this. And right. it's... Again, it's very disturbing. Very... Um, excuse me, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, um, our... Um, so, is, so um, Dudley Dursley's um, real name is um, Harry Melling. That's the actor's name. Uh, and he he really sells this moment. He you can tell he was like going deep deep into it. Yeah, and like um, and I mean un- like unless like you'd seen like um, le- like I I I mean he's not like unrecognizable, but the character is very a departure. So like it's it's pretty fantastic. Like he he leaves an impression. Oh, um. Which is kind of the point because then um, the narrator, after he finishes, um, steps in and is like, um, so the woman that uh, Willard's mother was trying to set set up Willard with um, ends up marrying him. And you watch them kind of have this weird kind of sensual moment in the church where, like, I I forget. Like, she's... She was kind of like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like, who is this person? Yeah, and, and then like she goes up to him, she's like, please, pre, like, like preacher, and like it's very much like power over her in a way, but she's like raised to just give it up for right. him. Like, y- you can see she's like, she's like, take me, like, protect me, um, all of this, uh, um. I kind of forget what happens next because again it's it's kind of bouncing a bit like the the first half is kind of bouncing around um with the timeline so uh, i i mean i know that i the next scene i remember is him going back to the restaurant yes to the diner yes just to see uh 
what was her name again? Charlotte. Um, and he's like, hey, like, you know, you know, I'm interested. Do you want to like go out sometime? Da da da. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, like I'm feeling it. Like we're feeling it. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. And then we get another time skip. And it goes back to um. Helen and Roy, right? Uh, no, it, it, so, it's still, um, it's still some... them, but they're looking at the house. They were looking at the house in Coal Creek. In Coal Creek or Knockhamstead? Like, they, they moved to Knockhamstead. Did they move to Knockhamstead? This is everywhere. I'm sorry, I can't. The, they back, back it, it, it's a very confusing yeah. film. It's very dense. I, I mean, it, once you're when you're watching it, it makes sense. Um, because like it yeah oh yeah but they they are looking at the they're house. looking at the house charlotte's like this is perfect uh you and th- doesn't don't they have their son yeah already arvin's, arvin's born he's a yeah. uh, newborn she's like you know we can really buy this place if we save up because uh, they're renting and they buy the house uh, um and then we go back to uh to the other two yeah. So so we go back to um Mia Wasikowska's and um uh Dudley from Harry Potter's <laughs> characters. And they have a child. Yeah. They um, got it down. They got busy. <laughs> yeah. So so they have a child and I think it's so um I I think um Willard's mother so she she's in this scene. Uh-huh. Um and she's I think she she kind of acts like a surrogate like mother to um uh, or like friends or whatever to like caregiver. To me, Mia was a house yeah. character. Like it, it's clear, like they they were very close, and that's why she wanted. A lot, little, we we've kind of talked about this. Like very very much the they're very much very similar people. So like minded people, they hang out together. Right. Um. And they're sitting in the kitchen. Um. And uh, she has again. They have a baby, and um, her name is Lenora. Yeah. Um and she's in the house because she's um letting um Willard's mother take care of Lenora because she's going with um her husband who um I we forgot to mention that her husband also has a brother who is um, disabled. Yeah. Uh which they don't really explain what happened with him, but but he's not in the film for long and um I know he's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> he's irrelevant in some points and not in others, but that yeah. wants to get into like the nitty gritty of what happened. Cause all that all that we know at that point is that they were going out for a drive. Like it was just yeah. like I, I mean you, you kind of get like a sinister feeling. Right. Like something's about to happen, but they don't show it until like what, like a little later on. Yeah, be- because I think it goes back in time. Right. Um to like directly after that um uh that sermon and I, I i think they move in together um it's not explicit but they're living in the same house um uh mia wasikowski's character and um the preacher uh-huh. uh which her her character's name is helen and his character's name is roy um th- those are the names just so <laughs> baby so i feel like seeing mia wasikowska every time is gonna get old <laughs> for me oh my god <laughs> yeah um but um so they are in his house and 
like he, he poured the spires on him to, to say like he'll protect me and then he has uh, and then he actually got bitten by one of the spiders so like he felt like he needed to kind of get a reconnection with god yeah because he thought it was like his judgment yeah on so him. he's like pushing the limit he locked himself in the closet uh, yeah and, and and he, like it was very much Carrie's mother type of deal. Like you remember the yeah. her closet, like lock in there until except he did to himself. Yeah, he was like, I I wanna see God. Like I'm gonna see God and I'm gonna stay in here until I see God. And And like he, he apparently his face like blew up, like it, it was bad. Right. And so like Helen's like checking in on he's him like, and, <laughs> and he's like, No, like, do you want to come out? Like, lunch is ready. Like, and he's just like, I'm staying in here until I get what I want and I get confirmation. Yeah. And, um, he does find eventually, um, emerge. Right. Uh, and like, he, he's fine. Like, like, it looks like nothing happened, but I, I think she makes a comment that he smells terrible. Right. Yeah, but but he he's very much like, uh, s- something's not right there with him. He's just kind of, um, so like you you kind of get this unnervingness. Like you you get it when he's in the church, but you really get like, it. Like it just it, it's so amplified. Yeah, I, I mean he's so great at yeah. it. Um, and it, I mean we could go out of order and just explain like their storyline, or do we want to like just do it in the way that the movie um back and forth. Yeah, we can do it that way, actually. Um, so, so what? So, I'll, I'll just let people know, like from here on out, because I think it's gone too confusing for us to go back. Like, you're just, and forth. You're, it's it's basically like you're just gonna have to watch the movie. Yeah, us like kind of recounting it, but the way they yeah. do it, you'll get it better because it's very like back and forth, finding stuff out, and like kind of piecing it together. Yeah. Yeah, but but it basically like you'll see the through like once you get to when they all come together and it goes back to a linear plot mm-hmm. line, um, it makes then it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, they were going out on the drive, left the baby with the mother. Uh, the brothers with them too. So that yeah. way, I was kind of confused when I saw that. Like, why is he? I mean, I think he's always with yeah, because like I guess like the brother's the caretaker or whatnot, and yeah, because he he can't like I guess like be on his own. I guess they don't mind if he's there. Or... Yeah, I um also they don't really give the ages of these characters. Yeah, they like they um, look so... young, but like not that young. Yeah, but so, but I feel like because I think it's his younger brother, so he might be like significantly young to the point where like he, he's not he wasn't ready to move out of the house. Rory had a baby face. Dudley has a baby face. <laughs> like he, he Oh he does. Yeah. He does. He had very much um, has but, a baby face. Yeah. And I mean like they both lost their parents. So like the, again there's trauma there. So like you can see like there might be something right going on. Um but yeah so so they're out in the woods um praying. I'll let you take this from here, Rodney. I, I think you had a better grip on this. Um, yeah, moment. because it's like low key, like affected me so bad too. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god. Uh. So he's like, "Oh, we're just gonna go out. Like it's a beautiful day to go pray in the middle of the woods because that's what white southern people did back then, I guess." Um, 
and they drove out to the woods. She's standing there. She's like, okay, like, what are we doing now? He takes out a knife and stabs her in the neck, which was, like, I was like, hold up. <laughs> like, I knew something was going on, but I didn't know. Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they also mentioned in the narration that her body found, she died. Like, her body was found in the woods. We knew, yeah. but we didn't know how. How? Um, so he stabs her in the neck. And this all basically was a setup to prove himself to God and for God to give him to ba- the power to revive her. So you can tell he's, like, clocked out of reality at this point. Yeah, it, genuinely it's... thinks like he's like gonna be able to revive her, and the brothers, you know, I guess the brother was in on it too, because yeah. he's just watching at this point, and from the car, and Roy's just like revive, like God, give me the power, revive her, and he keeps saying like revive, like arise, like like please, and she, you know, obviously she wasn't gonna come back, and the brothers like it's not gonna work, she's dead, you can't revive her. Let's just drive, keep driving south. Like, let's go yeah. now. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, he's like, when he realizes, he's, like, he, he very much kind of smacks right back into reality. He regrets Roy. it, because he definitely regrets it. It's not like he was, like, stone cold, like, didn't care. No, he, he, he just thought he could do it. He thought that that's what he could do. Right. Um, And, like, he cared for his family. Because I don't know if we want to bring up the other plot point with the other characters yet. Um, I, I feel like if we're going linearly, that then that comes up next. Okay. Um, so we can bring and, that up, I guess. Yeah, so when so when he's driving, um he um it kind of takes on his brother's perspective. Uh-huh. Um because again, like they're driving, he's like he's like, No, you can't go back there and like turn yourself in. Like they're gonna think you're insane. Right. Um and so he's like, You you just you keep going. And then the brother like falls asleep in the car and wakes up to an abandoned car and Roy has just left him. Which was like, it was like, oh, like obviously we didn't know what happened but then it goes Mm -hmm. back to Roy's perspective and kind of fills in the gaps. Yeah. And and we we don't know what happened to his brother because I I don't know if anyone found him. Like they they never kind of returned to that. Um, I just noticed that now that you brought that up. They really just abandoned him. They, they, they kind of just left him. And I remember, like, Lee, that was one thing I was like, I kind of wish we got more of him. Right. Be- because I, I feel like during all of this, he he was the more sane one right. of him and his brother. And so I think he kind of knew. But the thing is, like, I don't know. I feel like that there's, like, an interesting perspective to have there um with him uh but but in the end he uh, i i feel like they kind of just did that to be like um because i i again I, even though like roy kind of came back to reality he clearly like unwell right. um and and i think that was just like another moment to show like he was so scared so fucked up that he was willing to leave his um disabled brother who can't move like that that's his disability like he cannot move without the help of another person right um in a car somewhere in the woods like it was that desperate of a situation yeah 
And so that's where we get to um, see some characters that we saw earlier um, because Roy is um, hitchhiking. Right. And he gets picked up by um, the other two characters that we met earlier when Willard um, met um, Charlotte, his wife, in um, the diner. And that's Carl and Sandy. Right. And they're married. And, like, when you first see them, like, you see nothing wrong. Like, they're just married, having a good time. Um, and even when they get in the car, like, you don't see anything wrong. Right. Um, and then they um, ask to, like, oh, can we have a picnic? And... Uh, Roy's very much like very vulnerable like it's very clear he's scared it's very clear like he's not and he's without his brother now so like he, he he doesn't he doesn't have like this voice of reason um so and they pull over to the side of the road and have a picnic um and then it, it starts to get a little weird uh, after that extremely uncomfortable at this point yeah which um I'll, I'll I don't know if I want to let you just do all like the uncomfortable moments um, <laughs> because I they they were so memorable that it's like ingrained in my memory. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's so many happened like that like you think that the worst was like that first scene right um with like the skin but that um, was like, I think compared to what comes on even this part is tamer. Yeah, than some uh, of the stuff that we see. Okay, oh, God. Yeah, uh, well, well, I'll, I'll do it, but um, okay, <laughs> j- j- I'll, I'll, I'll give you. Well, well, we'll, we'll switch, switch off on the on the traumatizing parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but so basically, like he, um, the husband, um, the the couple, so that they're, they're um Carl and Sandy, um, and Carl is like, I, I definitely like he gives me like sugar daddy vibes. He gives me very like um, creepy like, alley yeah. person. Yeah, like, like kind of like a pimp. Right. Um, he 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 kind of like, and so it, it it's clearly that as as much as it, it is a marriage, I think it's more a business transaction. Right. Um, as you'll soon find out, because she's kind of flirting with Carl, and she she's beautiful, like um, absolutely beautiful actress. Um, her her name's Riley Keough, I believe. I think that's her. Yep, that's her. Um. Who who is um she she was one another one of my favorite parts of the oh. film she was fantastic she gave me Margot Robbie vibes in some too oh yeah she she definitely fits like the Margot Robbie Samara weaving like if if type. if either one of those if Samara or Margot were were in this movie like you could they would be this character her yeah but but like this character is kind of akin to um Margot Robbie's character in um uh, the Wolf of oh, Wall yeah. Street. Um, definitely, and, and I definitely. Well, I, I've only seen one tomorrow weaving movie, and that's Ready or Not, which oh, love. awesome, so good. She was um, in the Babysitter too. I've been meaning to watch that. I'm kind of curious about it. I've heard really mixed good. things. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch it. Um, I'm curious. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, so what's where were we? I, I'm like trying to keep track of this, but <laughs> yeah. So she was kind of flirting with him, trying to get him to have sex with right. him. And then, and so that this guy's kind of confused. So Roy, like again, very traditionalist. Like, what the hell, like? <laughs> it's like no, no, um, and he's like, what? And then I think he tries to run off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he stumbles. I, I forget what happens, but 
he somehow gets stopped, like because they're right next to like a little dam. Yeah. Um, I think Carl is like, like, hey, like, like you don't want to, you don't want to like touch my wife. <laughs> yeah, and so, so he's he's kind of like he doesn't know where to go because he can't really run far. Right. Um, and I, I think they kind of like play with him a bit, like they're like, oh, we're not going to do anything, and then he just shoots him. Yeah, that was very, that was a very, like, like, oh my god, like. Yeah, so, so Roy and his wife are dead, so, um, at this point, their daughter, Lenora, is, um, um, an orphan. On her own. Yeah, and, um, (laughs) uh, so, so eventually, um, to kind of go with that timeline, um, uh, Willard's mother, um, what's her name, just so we can get her name, and. (laughs) Again, so many names. Um, Emma. Emma's her name. Uh-huh. Uh, she she becomes um, the mother to um Lenora. Um, so that at so that's point. like her like how she got with the grandmother. So that's her storyline. Yeah. So that's done. That's the setup that you needed. Yeah, and so now we kind of go back to um. Willard. Yeah. And things kind of take a turn, like, um. I mean, it seems like things are good. Like, I, like I, for, Arvin, Arvin's yeah. older. Um, well, I'll actually let you do this one because this one's kind of a happier one. <laughs> this is the, literally is the only happy. <laughs> literally the only happy moment <laughs> in this entire film. Okay, so basically, um, go back to the house. They're saving up mummy, uh, mummy, money to uh, buy the house. They're doing really good. Seem like a very happy family. No issues. Willard treats his wife very nicely. Um, isn't abusive to his son, which is normally like the deal with like backwoods type of families and movies. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Which is a nice. It is break. a nice break because nice. I thought I was going to see him hit Arvin, and I was not mentally prepared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, which I mean, he he does other. Yeah, things, it, it, um, in but... other ways, he it kind of affects Arvin, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Mother's baking in the kitchen. Arvin's chilling out on the, um, on the couch. You know they're happy. I I I I think this is where it wraps around to um, the prayer log. I think. yeah. Which um oh we skipped that um when they first move into the house um, uh Willard actually goes out into the woods and finds that prayer and log. He's like, oh my god! When they say <laughs> yeah, and so so that that's almost the deciding factor for getting this yeah. house. Um, is that he he thinks he found a place of spirituality. So I thought I, I just remembered that. Yeah, I, t- I was just about to say, did we, I know we forgot something. Um, yeah, he, that, that he also it. write back to his mom saying like, oh, I'm back in prayer and all that. And that's like right, yeah. right around the time that all the other stuff happens. But um, uh, yeah. but back to um, them um, being a happy, happy couple. couple, happy family. Um, Charlotte is in the kitchen cooking, uh, singing, Arvin singing along, reading a comic book on the couch. Willard comes in. Uh, actually, we forgot like a to- whole... This is everywhere. So you remember that... Yeah, you, I, I, you remember that scene in the beginning with them going to the prologue when he got home? It, um, while, they're, while, yes. they're out, while they're out there they kind of make fun of both Willard and Arvin 
saying like, oh, that family's weird. Da, 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 da. Arvin, oh, yeah. Arvin doesn't have any family out here. They're kind of all strangers in this little backwoods town. Uh, and and uh, Willard's like, you know, just keep praying. Don't focus on them. I'll handle that whenever I need to handle it. So, and then obviously back at home, everybody's making me happy. Uh, Willard has to go get gas. And and he brings, he wants Arvin to come with him. Arvin to come with him. Uh, Mom needs sugar for baking, whatever. Takes the dog with them. They go up to the the store and the two people that were heckling both of them are at the store and Willard's like, stay in the car, roll up the windows and like, watch the dog. Willard gets out and beats the absolute shit out of both of these dudes that were in the woods which, oh which was God. so satisfying to me uh and, and it, it was hot it was it, it was, was very hot. Hot. <laughs> it was very hot. I've never... it, it, it was oh uh, it was uh I, I was just like oh yes defend yes, you your family sir we love it yeah and you can yep. tell he was like it, that was the whole thing he was protecting him and his family and they had to like, like i thought he almost killed the second one yeah, no, he was going like I thought he was like dead. he had blood all blood, over blood. his hands, stuck his the yeah. dude's face into the mud, like it was bad. He cleaned himself up, yeah. which was and, and, and no one was yeah. going after him. Like they, it was clear they were um, very scared. <laughs> which, and I mean, you can tell Arvin's like a little bit yeah. scared too. Like, like that that, and I think this is the moment like that. Um. Again, you kind of realize that uh, Willard's kind of unhinged, and that he's also kind of departed from a lot of what God expects of people. Right. Um, be- because it's kind of a contrast to what he was living with with his mother and that community, because they were all like sit, sin pretty. Um, we don't sit. Here. My, my... <laughs> <laughs> um, mind their business, and he he just goes out and like totally like annihilates these guys just for like teasing them and then and then he comes back into the car yeah he comes back in the car and he sees like that's how you deal with bullies and you remember that and and he's like there are sons of bitches everywhere and arvin's like uh all right all right okay (laughs) yeah okay did you want to take this part because this is another traumatizing part yeah so um then they um go back to the house and (sighs) this is so uh, this is extremely sad (laughs) this part is sad this sad this part's like not disturbing or anything but it's just really sad um and it, it kind of leads to kind of the spiral that um willard goes through and the trauma that um kind of follows arvin um as his life goes on but um they come back to the house um and i think it's arvin who goes in first him and the dog yeah. um and he runs in um goes to see the mom and the mom is collapsed on the floor. Uh, and so there's like a moment and like then Willard comes in and Willard's like freaking out. Like he, he clearly loves this woman very oh, much. Yeah. Uh, good, good, good husband. Again, like he really protects his family. Like even though like he, he might not do it in like the Best way. most sound yeah. <laughs> ways. Yeah. Um, clearly do- does it with the best intentions. And um, he... And so uh, I, they like are freaking out, and then I think it's another time jump, 
and we find out that um Charlotte has cancer. Which is like um, so bad back then. Yeah. And w- which I mean even today it's kind of a death sentence. Oh yeah. Like it, it, it you can prolong it longer but yeah, um, you it's easier to get it into relapse. Uh, I'm not relapse, but um remission, remission now yep. than then because you had no idea what was going to happen. It, yeah, be, because it, it's it's so like because I think at that point like we had vaccines, we had antibiotics, but cancer is a whole different beast. Right. All of that um which I, I mean again it still is and like the the treatment for it, but that again that is um, a whole other story. Um, I- I've lost a lot of family members to oh, yeah. cancer, sadly. Um, so I- I've I've seen, or or I've seen people who have had it, but like, um, are cancer free and haven't gone back. Um, le- less I think she had colon cancer. Um, was what they I said. Think so. Yeah, and so, um, this is kind of where we see a break in Willard like before he's he's kind you kind of see him together like he 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 knows what he's doing he's very aware um and then he just um kind of loses it and like a lot of things happen um in this moment um I I, I know he kind of gets a pretty aggressive with Arvin at one point um, it, it's not like physically aggressive it's more like emotionally verbally yeah. verbally and emotionally um which let, let, like it, it's not like super duper mean but I, I forget what happened but he gets mad at him for it's some more desperate it's it's him being aggressive out of desperation oh yeah oh oh it's when um oh it's when they're at the prayer lodge. yes That's when it and was. he's like we it, need to but, pray to make sure he's okay and, yeah, like the the and you you can hear like because Willard before was like very quiet when he prayed, uh-huh. um. But but then he's like, y- you can hear like he's very preacherly. Yeah, and, and he he's like, oh my god, oh my god, um. Uh, he's like he's like, please save my wife. Like, it, it's very clear. Like he's kind of redacted to the religion, um. Be, because he's kind of been pushed to the brink. He's like, please, like save her. And Arvin's kind of he he he's he's a kid yeah. like, um, uh, uh, being a kid in church it's hard and like praying it's hard like having that much focus like having to be that serious at that age, it's hard and so he kind of is goofing off and and I think he's also concerned about his dad, um, as well, and his dad's like pray and like gets really upset with him and then, um. Doesn't he like storm off? I forget. Like, does Willard storm no, off? No, no. They both they both are still at the log, but Arvin kind of just copies Willard in that you know, yeah. out loud, like save my mom, save 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 her family, da da da, and it yeah. cuts back to the house. And um, and I I think the dog is like barking a lot or something. Yeah, the, do- or, the dog's or- barking, whatever, and this is like very like biblical in a way. Yeah, because then, um, Willard, I, I think he drives up, and I-, I think he complained about the dog, um, a bit before this, um, and then I think he like drives off as like men do, 
to kind of let out their anger, kind of process. Um, just a good old drive fixes everything. <laughs> I wish it did. Yeah, but instead, um, uh, he comes back and drags the dog out, and it's very clear Arvin knows what's going on because he, he, I think he, because he has this pistol that he was gifted um, from his father. Right. Um, what Willard does. Um, that was given by his um mother or no he had brought, he had mother? brought it back. No, it was his it was his great uncle. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, yeah, he did bring it back. Arvin um, gets it. You're thinking of when Arvin gets it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, sorry, I'm, <laughs> You're I, good. I'm like again. This is, that all gun goes everywhere, so I I honestly get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it it becomes an important piece right. of this. Um, but this is probably like it's kind of big introduction right um which is that he drags the dog out and arvin's just no! like, like like what are you doing oh oh, oh i oh i think this is when the mother passes away no it's right like, before uh, it's right before it because this yeah, is his, so like last um, act of desperation yeah. is he um he, he shoots his dog yeah um and strings it up which like and which arvin gets destroyed by but again he's um, as much as we love Willard, um, he was a bit of a dick we, for that. Uh, he, he toxic masculinity <laughs> a bit. Um, like he, it, it, I'm pretty sure if he ever saw Arvin cry, like we would be having a very different story. So Arvin kind of keeps it together, um, despite how clearly upset he is. And, and I, and I think Willard kind of like gaslights him a bit and is like, it's like, don't you want to say, save your mother? Like, that this is what we have to do. Right. And then um uh Charlotte dies. Like right after this. <laughs> right after. Um and our like, so just like visibly like doesn't want anything to do with Willard at this point. Yeah. And then um they come back. And, it's and, the funeral scene. And, 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 Yep, they they have the funeral. They come home, or no? Don't they stop at the gas station? Do they stop? Be, 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 because no, no, no. They um, I think they go home. There's a pie. I know there's a pie like sitting on the porch because people in like southern territory like pies and grieving or like get whatever. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, uh, Willard's like trying to like connect with Arvin and Arvin's over it walks out of the car had wants nothing to do with him takes the pie going is goes in his room like completely yeah. like he does distances himself from Willard. yeah yeah and Willard just like doesn't come back like doesn't he, he like doesn't come to the house and um so Arvin like does like it's like waiting like baby that like he had I think he kind of has a moment where like he's like oh, we we kind of need to talk right um which like very mature for a kid like what you find out like unfortunately that because of all the trauma that Arvin experiences in these like the the short timeline right. um he matures quickly uh and so I think he starts looking for him and then he goes to the prayer log. And he sees something. And then he, like, runs off. 
Um, or no, I think he calls the police. Or I, I forget what happens, but, but he somehow ends up back at the gas station. I remember. Because <laughs> do you already said that? What happened? Right? Like what actually happened? Because he. He finds, uh, I, I, I haven't said what actually Because he finds but, that. No, he like walks up to it and realizes what happens. Yeah. But wait, but doesn't that happen before? Like he, or, or does he call the police first? No, he he runs to the gas station and calls after. That's why I was like, he, he, he sees it and then he. But, 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 but the audience doesn't see it. That That's what I was getting at. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was it was a blur. Like it goes really fast. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um but like you can see like he's clear and uh I got to get credit to this kid. Um he what's oh, his name? He carried these scenes. He really did. Like very difficult scenes and I mean he's up against like Bill Skarsgård oh, yeah. who who also is fantastic but but he it's he holds like kind of the emotional core of the Mm -hmm. film as like you'll soon find out because a lot of these people like are very unhinged kind of screwed up or um vulnerable and and he eventually like is not but he's also very level-headed and like you just he for and he didn't have a lot of lines so like it's pretty impressive um yeah, and his name is Michael Banks Rapita. So I'll definitely be looking for him because th- this I-, I love child actors when they do like a really fantastic oh, job. Yeah. yeah. Um But yeah, so um and we I think I think we meet the police officer earlier. I can't remember where it went, Oh oh he was getting but... that uh um that got got three thousand. The what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sebastian's first scene is when he's getting a blowjob. Yes. Oh. So, so I, I had no clue what you said at all. <laughs> oh, I just called it the Got Got Three Thousand. I, I, I was like, I, I thought you were like talking about a gun because I missed like the Gluck Gluck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. He was. But and yeah, it, we, it, it was like a housewife, and like they're in the car, and like. He he like finished in like a Pepsi cup and threw it out the window and then he got a call for Armin. Yeah, and 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 then and then he has like a connection to um uh Carlin Sandy, like the man who um takes pictures of his uh lewd photographs of his of his wife and then kills the men that they lure in. Uh-huh. Um uh he he has like some mob connections, so he's like um uh, basically a dirty cop, which um, what cop isn't? But um, Ooh. but but that that <laughs> um, but uh, as um films um depict that cops aren't supposed to be this way, and this is an isolated incident. So you you got the yeah. picture. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, so he's the one who was called um to Arvin, um. And I mean, he's a sleazy guy, which like uh, Sebastian Stan like does not look that way, but he he pulls it off. Yeah, because like Um, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, Winter Soldier, like he's heroic, but then he's literally like the worst type of man. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) He he he's like he's like a coward. He's corrupt. He kind of narcissistic. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's not the greatest person. And I think he kind of makes fun of, like, Arvin, um, from what I remember. Because <laughs> he pulls up and Arvin's with the gas station attendant. And he and he sees Arvin covered in, like, the pie, like, film. And, and, and thinks it's, like, and blood. He's like, are you covered in blood? And he's like, no, I eat a pie, dude. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and, and like th- this guy's like not believing him, and it's it's like he's a kid, right? Like, and then Arvin eventually like shows him everything, and then that's when we finally see what happened, and um, I think Willard shot himself. He did. He shot himself, and the dog ended up being strung up on the cross. Yes, like so yeah. we 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 get that motif again of um the skinned uh man at the beginning of the yeah. film that um Willard had to um kill <laughs> which is a, it's a very graphic sight yeah so it's like it, like I'm very sensitive like I don't know why but like I'm more sensitive to animal cruelty yeah than human cruelty in some aspects oh same oh 100 so I kind of had to look away a little bit because god I will literally ball my eyes out for hours just by seeing that yeah I, I, I mean I will say it like it's like a skeletal like it I, I, he might have stripped the animal he was, because I it think... was stripped. Yeah, it was stripped, but like there was definitely some meat on that. Yeah, and and I think um, uh, I I think uh, Arvin finds the gun and takes I it. I think so because that's how it ends up with yeah. them. Or I I, I forget. Like it, it says later, he was given it. Um, but but I, I'm pretty sure he takes it in this moment. The police might have took it and like gave it to the family and then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that kind of ends that timeline. And then we have probably the last time jump. Um, yeah. After after that's kind of it kind of is linear. It's kind of a location jump. Right. Um, from then on. Um, well, well, no, like uh, first was um. Uh, so our again, our Arvin is basically an orphan because his mother died from cancer and his father killed himself, um, in a very disturbing way, uh, which like poor, poor Willard, uh, um, and, and poor Arvin, and so Arvin ends up going to live, um, with his grandmother, and that's when things kind of come together because Lenora is also there, so now he has a stepsister, right. Um, and then we fast forward to, um, his birthday. And fine ass Tom Holland. That's his first scene, y'all. And that's where we get Tom Holland, who is not Peter Parker anymore. Definitely um, not. That's for that's sure. Damn. <laughs> Definitely not. But but still still fine as fuck. <laughs> like a uh, a uh, a whole ass man's like, and. You very much see in this moment that he's really starting to kind of replicate his father. Oh yeah, but al- but also you can see he kind of resents his father a bit. So it's not like it's not a hundred percent, but um, you see that like you, you definitely see like the parallels um with his grandmother and then with Lenora, who is very much like her parents, very religious very devout she's very kind um, she's very like soft spoken yeah. yeah she she visits her mother's grave every Which day was so sweet like she's such a she was yeah. such a sweet girl she she she's so sweet yeah no i felt 
um Sebast- and Eliza Scanlon she's she's good at those roles I feel because she played Beth and um Little Women and that's okay. very much what that role is like the the pure like the pure hearted and the most like unproblematic way like like there's someone who wouldn't hurt a fly um uh unfortunately um they uh, again like even though this is the bible belt um straight white man we are dizzy <laughs> oh yes oh yes i, I mean my, minus tom holland's character minus he tom gets holland's a pack but you know that's that's our husband that's yeah that, that that's our man that is we we will we not cook and clean for him we yes <laughs> I don't cook, I don't clean, but definitely. <laughs> let, let me tell you how I got this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. Wap is just going to end up in all of these. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. But, um, but, um, Arvin definitely like has, you, you'll find out he kind of definitely, again, replicates his father. And he's very protective of Lenora. Because he knows how vulnerable she is. And that that's basically um, like his sister. Yeah, that that's his sister. But he gets made fun of. She gets made fun of because she's so religious. All, all these boys just want to pick on her. Um again, straight white men are a disease. <laughs> and then um uh so like you uh, you'll see a lot, there's a lot of scenes. I think we're I think we can kind of like bounce through this pretty oh, yeah. quick. Um it he um like he'll be outside the school waiting to pick her up um and she'll be running out of the school chased by these guys and, and then he'll come back later and beat them up for and like make sure that they don't come after him or her and they don't which was the they, most attractive thing i've ever seen tom holland do in my damn life wait 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 which part <laughs> well cuz that's later on but when he beats up the bullies Oh yeah, girl, that did something. <laughs> that oh, yeah. absolutely did something, and he knew it. And, and, and it's very much like Willard. Very much like Willard. Very like I'm gonna get this shit done, no matter. What. I, I I mean, I said it with Willard. Like it was it was a hot moment, and this was definitely like, oh my god, a lot of parallels. There's a lot of parallels and, and, in this and, movie. Also, I gotta make like a note because it's something that was very um in my face but tom holland's ass it is it is so good in jeans it is so oh my god <laughs> i just all, like the, the all, minute he stood up and did something to me and i don't know why and they weren't even skinny jeans that's a thing he got that that thing the, was saying that thing was saying was saying <laughs> Oh my god! Like, like there was, I think there was a point where he was like, they had like a pro profile like of him, like his whole body, uh-huh. and I was just like, it was vol- wait, <laughs> wait, wait a damn minute! Picked up <laughs> I on a Thursday afternoon without his ass, <laughs> hella ass. <laughs> oh my god! It was, I was just like, wow, Be- because it's one thing seeing him in the spandex right. because you, you, I think you kind of expect yeah, it's form-fitting um, yeah but then like you see him and like he's in these very rugged hangs off of him clothes and he's still got a jump you, you still see <laughs> he's still got that jump oh and and then you get the, this amazing performance because he is uh, I 
like we we were talking like about this after we both watched it was like people were like oh he can't do like, this. I don't want to hear one thing about Tom Holland's acting at all ever again. He he can do anything. The boy is talented, is inspirational, incredible. Yes. Absolutely stunning. Yes. But yeah. So like that whole scene well, like any scene where he's protecting Lenora, absolute, oh, yeah. absolute energy, absolute favorite. Love to see yeah. him, love him. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he can't protect her from everything. Though. Oh, yeah. Which, um, this is where we get Robert Pattinson <sighs> a- enters as well, which uh, I- I'm just going to talk about his character and then we're going to talk about what we need to talk about. And um, so again, they're they're back at the sh- the church that um his father went uh-huh. to, and the preacher that's there um is going on like a vacation, like a sabbatical of sorts. Uh-huh. Like he's gonna be gone a month, and so Robert Pattinson, excuse me, is this new preacher, and um we um soon uh uh. Oh, we should also mention that, like, when um, Arvin was, like, being up these bullies, like, th- they were kind of um, taking advantage of Lenora, too. And they were, they, like, called Arvin, like, oh, like, sister fucker. Like, th- there's, like, a lot that of... That made like, me mad. I wanted to go through the screen and beat their little asses. I was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Tom Holland did it for yeah, us. Period. So, <laughs> again, a whole, a whole, whole man. man. A whole man. <laughs> um, a whole ass man. Um... <laughs> And, um, but this preacher, like, very new, and, uh, the first time we see him is at, like, this little potluck, and, Which was uh, a very the grandma- scene. Yeah, and the grandmother is, um, uh, she's, like, known for, like, her cooking. Right. And so she brings something that, like, everyone usually loves, and so she gives it to him, like, Ray, for him to love it. And he just like rips into her, rips into but, it. Even though he's like eating the thing, he's, just like keeps on he's eating, eating it. Like he's ripping into her, but in like a very like passive aggressive preacher way. Yeah, like he's using it as like a sermon. Like like the way he did it pissed me off so much. Oh, I was like, it, it was so hard to figure out what he was saying too. But I but you could tell like he was just like, oh, this is bad. Because he was like, he was like. Oh, Jesus, like, came from, like, a poor, um, poor. And I would never give this to Jesus. Like, I I was, Like, uh... Jesus had to make sacrifices, and this is my sacrifice eating these chicken livers, which is what she made. And it was, like, like, I was so angry. I was so mad. Because the mom, like, she was just like Lenora. She was very, like, soft-spoken. Like, she'll tell you off, but, like, she... She seemed like humble, like she just like she was so stressed, like oh, I need to impress him. Yeah, but yeah, like they even mentioned that like she she people love her cooking, right. but she could never admit um, that she was a good cook. Good cook, and this guy just like rails into her, and you, you can see like Arvin is having none of it. I mean, he, he's not gonna make a scene, right? But, because our, our boy is smart. Our boy is smart, but then they get to the car, and. The grandmother even is like, that was so embarrassing. I can't believe. And like, you, you can tell she's pissed off. Right. And 
Arvin's pissed off, but like Lenora's still like, but he's a man of God. Like he can't. But we shouldn't possibly... be talking about him like that. Yeah. Um. But but I kind of want to talk about Robert Pattinson because, uh, like, <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. Again, Robert Pattinson, like upfront, is not a bad actor. But was this a good performance? I'm not so sure. <laughs> It would have been um, a good performance if he had a dialect coach. Yes, which uh, it it, it was such a bad was, accent. Like, I don't I'm know usually, what the hell he was trying to emulate. I have no clue. None. It was like, 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 man, like it was really high up. It's like, it was like, delusions, God, God, delusions, and chicken livers, and oh. it, it was just bad oh, it was come so on now bad. our pads you can do a better accent than that yeah it, and i've seen people like defend it like that like well he's like a con man i'm like yeah but you think a con man and would... he's not even a con man like where he's faking being a preacher he's a preacher he's just a very shitty person yeah like and and i was just like what like it it, it just it didn't make sense it's just i was so I... disappointed yeah, like, I was, again, I was so excited. Like, I, I said before, I was really curious about what he was gonna do. And, like, I don't know how I didn't get this awful accent from the trailer. I have no clue. that they, they must have done something. And it's, like, I mean, it's not to say that the accents aren't all great. Like, Bill Skarsgård... It's all right. It, it's okay. Um, he, he... Because his voice, like, if you hear his natural talking voice, it's a bit higher it's kind of like tom holland's like he kind of has a younger right. voice and he taught when he does his southern it's very deep um so it, it sounds fake right it, it doesn't sound natural it's not like it's consistent but it's uh, again i probably couldn't do it um <laughs> uh but it, it but like um but everyone else had like pretty good accents, to be honest. Um, Tom probably had I, the best one. Oh my god! But he's just so good I don't know at it. Why like, the hell he's so good at American accents? And he he goes in and out of them like it's like easy. Like I remember that interview where he was like, like accidentally switched to the yeah. Spider-Man accent, and everyone was like, "Wait, wait, hold up." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I, I, I'm like, "You can dance." You can do like gymnastics. Like I'm over here saying um, like, "Oi, bro!" Like it's a mental illness, isn't it? Like, like, but he can emulate my voice better than like, I can emulate any other voice. Like he's so good. Uh, it's just uh, he's so good. This is he, literally like, just becoming a Tom Holland like first episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I 100%. I knew that was gonna happen. <sighs> if you get two of that, us, in that's a why room, I brought you on. If you get two of us in a room and you put a picture of Tom Holland in the middle, we're gonna go off in like a fifth, a fifty hour sermon about why Tom Holland deserves all like, the this awards. man over here. This man. <laughs> <laughs> this man this <laughs> oh, oh, oh it's like I, I would be like on that tiktok like um i'm really i'm really sorry to say this but god is a man and his name is tom holland tom holland your do go your dick go fucking stupid bro <laughs> have you seen that tiktok oh. <laughs> you haven't all oh, said you later oh my god it's so funny <laughs> that that 
this girl is probably the closest is probably the straight female version of me she, she's like she's like con and she's like connor your dick goes stuck go fucking stupid bro and like she goes about like bone hammering me wolf style which i'm just like what the hell is this girl saying <laughs> oh my god it's oh it's the funniest video and it's like it's like her viral video uh, and, and she's from like Massachusetts, so she has like the thick, like Massachusetts <laughs> accent, like, very Boston. Like, like my, my family's from Mass, so like I know the accent, and like it's very there. Right. And, and it, it that accent just makes everything ten times funnier <laughs> to me <laughs> because I'm so used to hearing it. Like I, I have like videos of like my aunt like drunk, like yelling at my dad and my uncle because they set our lawn on fire long story like this is actually something that happened <laughs> and like and like instead of seeing like fire she's like she's like john because like both my dad and um her um my uncle their name is john and she's like john please step away from the fire step away from the fire like it's not fire it's fire <laughs> that's so funny oh my god I, I she's the funniest woman oh my god we love we absolutely love. we 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 do love um but it, it it always like sent me <laughs> like it it just it makes everything right. so funnier because it's so thick, it's so in your face and like you, you know that accent. But but yeah, Tom Holland, king of accents. Um, put a poster in the room. We would praise it. That that is our god. <laughs> that is our man. That is our husband. He is our breadwinner. He comes every yeah, night we, to uh... We take we take <laughs> care of him. Um, he he's good to us as much as we are good to him. Um. Uh, even though we we've never met him and he's never met us, and God forbid the day that he does I meet feel us. Feel like he's drafting a a a, rest- a, a restraining order. order right now. <laughs> Tom Holland, we're so Listen, sorry. Listen, okay? it's not our fault that you're attractive. Anyway, <laughs> Tom Holland, like please, I'm sorry to object you, but you're also, so I'm beautiful. Pretty sure he has a girlfriend. I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend, but girl, we respect you. If it's not Zendaya, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's like one of his friends. I don't know, but girl, uh, I see I see you. I respect it. Game sees game. Period. <laughs> but if it's not Zendaya, like, uh, then, then I'll, 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 I, I think I'm at the point in life I'm not above stealing a man okay <laughs> like i will homewreck somebody <laughs> yeah if it's if, if you're dating zendaya i will not yeah because it's zendaya that, that is, it's zendaya it's zendaya like I, I would do the same thing that's that's what i would do <laughs> but but like that like i would marry that woman I love her yes but <laughs> anyways back to the movie. where were we um <laughs> We need just like a Tom Holland episode. God, that'll be way over time. <laughs> oh my god. That'll be a whole series. I know. We're almost like where, where are we? Oh, we're, we're almost at an hour and a half. Girl, y'all are, and that's not including when it when it cut out. Y'all are us. getting content. Y- yep, you're welcome. In the Queen's throne room giving you what you need. <laughs> giving you what you need. Like y- y- this is not your um you're not going to say any of the stuff that we say about Tom Holland out loud, but we said it for you. You're welcome. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think we were... So, talking about how awful Robert Pattinson was in this film. <laughs> um, that, that's where we were. Um, he sucks. Uh, 
lower your expectations. Maybe you'll enjoy it more than we did. I think um, this is the, by given like he's amazing and everything else he's been in, this is just not his role. Yeah, I, I'm sure yeah. he'll be a great Bruce Wayne because it looks immaculate. But like, yeah, this just was not his role. So I think that yeah. trailer kind of helped him before this came out. So people gave him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. But if he would just have gotten an accent coach, all of this could have yeah, been avoided. Be- be- because I think everything else was fine. It's you were so distracted right. by how all over the place and like how forced it was. Yeah. Like it, it, it felt wrong. It felt like me I mean, standing it, on stage and going like, "Howdy, like yeehaw, like yeah. I love the Bible and preaching." Yeah, and and, and like yeah, it just it was no like. <laughs> I, I I need to watch Twilight to kind of wash uh, the, the, the taste of that. Because it, we it can't even it. watch Harry Potter anymore, so we don't have to support the other franchise. I mean, granted, like, my my money, unfortunately, already went to J.K. Rowling. So me watching this movie is not giving her any more money. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's not. But, like, I, I, I bought these books at a very young age. We got um, men I, before we found not... out all the bullshit, so <laughs> yeah, but so like, and, and I also don't always, I know ways of watching movies without giving anyone attention, and probably if she knew that I was watching her movies this way, she'd be really pissed off, and I don't care that a turf is pissed off at me. Fuck turf's tra- trans rights, bitch. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck J.K. Rod. Um, there you Yep. Um <laughs> this is going everywhere. But yeah, but um so let, let, let's just get through okay, this. Let's okay, get through okay. this. Wait. We we have an uh, a half hour before like anchor and cut it goes in. It cuts in, it cuts in, it's like fuck. <laughs> um so hopefully we can get through this without going off on tangents. I think we got it out of our system though. Yeah. I think we oh, did. Yeah. I think yeah. we did. Um but uh so um the preacher Again, another creepy guy. Of course, another creepy preacher. Um, just goes to show that these godly people aren't so godly, which is kind of the point. Um, because the devil all the time. He, he he's always there. You can't he stop him. With... Everything. Yeah, but so this preacher kind of entices um Lenora. Um. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he. Uh, kind of talks with her and like um you can tell she's kind of uncomfortable but she's like I, I mean um misogyny and um uh rave culture like she she kind of doesn't do anything because she if she stands up then she's gonna look bad. right um and I mean again it's the 1960s so yeah straight white man um, disease in <laughs> the Bible Belt yeah again straight women are disease um and uh, I I guess I'm taking on all the really uncomfortable parts, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, he kind of brings her into his car and ends up that it says sexually assault, but he rapes her. It's she like, was underage, so it, it was not. Yeah, it, it 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 was yeah, like on so many levels, like it was wrong, very wrong. Um, and she does end up pregnant. Um, as a result, uh. And um, 
I forget if she confronts him about it or not. She does. She goes to the church and it's like, hey, I'm pregnant. And, you know, he hella gaslights her. And it's like, what are you doing? We were just, we were, we were praying. Like, we were in front of God. We, we, like, yeah, like real bad gaslighting. He, like, the textbook gaslighting. And he was like, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't want to be a whore with a bastard child. And I would get rid yeah. of it. And unfortunately, she does. But I'll let you explain that. Yeah, so she is like, how do I do this? Like, because she, nobody knows. Right. Like, um, Arvin, right. Do, Arvin doesn't know, but Arvin doesn't like this preacher. Um, which, um, the reason that he takes advantage of her is, uh, is when he does go beat up the bullies. Right. I believe. Because he leaves her at the church, because that's where the, um, the cemetery is, where she goes to, um, See- pray to her mother and then it rains and she runs into the church um and then he takes her out in the car um and then then that's where it happens um and it happens a few times and we eventually do find out it was with multiple girls uh we don't know how many um we don't know if it's even stopped uh yeah um so uh so yeah so yeah robert pence's character not a good guy not a good performance um (laughs) and yeah and um so she's like what do i do to like fix this and uh she decides to hang herself and unfortunately right as she decides oh i don't want to do this um she she kind of hangs a noose in like her their little uh shack or um shed um and She's like, I don't want to do this, but then she like stumbles because she she's she's kind of, you kind of start to see that she's pregnant. Like she she gets sick, it's very clear she's with child, right? And is not capable of this, and so she tries to get down but falls, and so she hangs herself, and um, the next thing we know, um, there's Arvin coming in finding her, and just absolutely distraught like and, and and he's like trying to get her down and he's like screaming for help and just like nobody's nearby um i think you see his grandmother in the background just like in shock it's just like our, our boy arvin has been through a lot at this right. point he's just he's been through it all and um I think they find out from the autopsy that she was with um that she was pregnant. Yeah. If what if what I remember because the officer goes so, up to Arvin while yeah. he's at work and after you know the funeral and everything. And he doesn't he like accuse him? Accuse him of of like of getting her pregnant. Yeah. I don't think he accuses him, but like he was like he was like, oh like did you hear? And Arvin's like, what, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, Monora was pregnant. And he was like, no, no, like, that's not true. She, she would never. She would never. And then he slowly starts to piece it together. Well, he doesn't slowly start, but he... He, he, he figures out, like, hints. He hints, but he spies on the preacher. Yeah, this is when when, when we find out it's she was not the only girl that the this old, preacher was. And, um, you know, he was out in the middle of the woods, same car, you know, uh, 
having yes. sexual relations with an underage girl and yep. and then goes home and does the same to his wife. Yeah. Which was God, it was like the most dis- it, was, it was so fucked up. It was so disgusting. Yeah. And so Arvin is like, I'm gonna get revenge. Right. And so he grabs the gun that was um given that he was given from his father. Uh-huh. Um in his car, he uh, he leaves a note um for his grandmother. Uh which I think we're I think it's read to us. Um like saying like he's not coming back. So so we so once he writes that note and he takes the gun mm-hmm. because he hasn't touched the gun. He he's kind of when he's done his dirty business, he's he's done it with his hands. Right. But but he's taking the gun, so we know he's about to Fuck um <laughs> yeah. And so he goes into the church, which he doesn't immediately do it. Um and it's just him and the and the preacher in the church. And he sits down and starts talking to him about things that he's done. And then he, he quickly, it quickly goes to, um, he's basically uh, telling the preacher, I know what you did. That he, he like talks about like, I, I've been molesting these underage girls right. and the preacher kind of figures out. And so he finally confronts him and the preacher is like, basically trying to defend himself when like it's indefensible right. like and he pulled and so um arvin pulls out the gun and it's like it's pointed at him and uh so he keeps on going and then finally he shoots him and kills him and i think he shoots him a few times yeah, yeah and so he's left laying in the church and then he runs out and basically um it's on the run and the the rumors immediately go to that uh he did it he's the yeah. one and um that the the crooked cop um he's the one on the case obviously this cop that's involved in like gangs and stuff um involves w- it, it, his sister is the one that's seeing the guy who's um making her um post for these foes murdering these guys and she's like she's not about it she um feels kind of wrong and so we kind of see her like kind of like she, she's kind of taking control of a lot of right. things um she, she, she's kind of boss um but like she, she knows there's very little she can do she's a woman in this time frame like uh, at the mercy of a very unhinged man um and so like we, we kind of see her like stand up to him kind of hide like hide her secrets from her brother even though her brother kind of figures it out because he finds the picture right. um all of this um and yeah and so arvin is um going um i think his car runs out of gas um so i think he leaves his car um and he he's going first back to his childhood home because he was he is in west virginia and then he wants to go back to ohio um to um knock him stiff and um he hitchhikes and this was the can i just say something what it is with tom holland in 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 stressful situations and cars it's like i don't know if that's his niche because the same thing happened in homecoming with the vulture in the car 
Oh but, yeah. Like, it's like I think that's his brand because this, oh, yeah. these next scenes stress me the fuck out. But he acts the fuck. Yes. And, and he's not like even talking like for like a moment like you, it's just like this his face right. and you can just see like the neck tightening you see kind of like his jaw kind of clenched right. like very very subtle but very effective act- acting like uh, again he's he absolutely carries the the later half of this right. movie. like little arvin little arvin and um bill skarsgård probably got the first half he probably got the last half right. um and then um the woman who um who plays uh like the prostitute for murder i, I guess that was the best way to describe her. her name is sandy as we mentioned before um she kind of she she's also very great but so he hitchhikes and of course he gets picked up by them um and he has all the stuff so he still has his gun right um and, and you see this happen and you're just like oh no oh, and then he's in the car and like again he's very attuned like he, he like it w- they picked up the wrong bitch when they picked up Marvin. <laughs> like they they really did like I, I i was i was still nervous but i also like you know and like when you talk about like stressful situations in a car like this is definitely that moment right um be- because y- you slowly see he kind of like w- when they pull off to the side of the road he's like huh and then like it's it's uh, you can tell like things start getting weird right and so so you see him grab like go for the gun oh girl <laughs> yeah and so um i forget what happens with um let me see uh so like the, the they're trying to entice him right. out of the car to like take the photos and like trying to sell his wife and like Ar- arvin again arvin's a good boy right um arvin's um like uh doesn't he have a relation like doesn't he he kind of get it on with somebody before this i don't know i forget i don't, I don't think so i don't know be, be, because I, I feel like he might be kind of queer coded <laughs> if it, like girl. just a little <laughs> just, just a little bit because you don't see him with anyone right and, but he's very like he, he's very logical in these situations so and, and i feel like most straight men would not <laughs> um <laughs> so i would risk I don't it know. all to go down but, south even though i probably be hate crime if i knew he was there oh my god maybe maybe <laughs> I, I i mean we, we definitely both would because i i would show up with my fan my makeup it, it, would, it would be a disaster like that, like that one tiktok where it's like if you ever see me Simping over a white man, then it shows the picture, and then them playing the piano like very loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. You'll have to send me. That I will one. send you that one, but very much me, very much me. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we, we don't we don't send each other TikTok, so we need to change that. <laughs> we need to change that because I feel because I definitely use TikTok for like thirst stuff and for funny right. shit, and I I I need more gays. I need more period, gays. Period, um, period. yeah. <laughs> But um, so like he's enticing him, and then he sees him, uh, uh, Carl's his name, Jason Clark's character, like reach for the gun, and so Arvin like doesn't hesitate and shoots him, and then and then Sandy she's still in the car, and she turns around, and 
before this, she was trying to like figure out ways to um, uh, escape because she's kind of over it, right? Um, because she's she's also been taking advantage of. She she's another one I really feel bad for. Like even though she's like involved in like really awful situations, it's she, she there's she's kind of stuck, right? Yeah, like there's nothing she can do, and she has to be a party to all of this, and like she she can't even let like her brother in on it. Who her brother is a creep um the cop uh but yeah and so he's like please 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 don't shoot me and so they're like at a standoff like point blank and they shoot and her gun doesn't have any bullets in it because it's a um her husband Uh yeah removes it um so it, it just was like nothing and then so tom basically killed both of them um because he like shot i think he shot him through the heart i forget i don't, I don't know if we need logistics on it because it's, it's a pretty grisly right. scene but but he like s- sneaks out of the car um takes the gun with him i don't think he takes anything no he does take everything um and then he runs off and uh Next thing I, I think he ends he ends up back um at the gas station by his childhood home. Right. And so he's like um talking to uh the guy, like the, the guy that's worked there like his whole life and um I forget what he says, but it's like it, it's it's a nice conversation. It's like, oh, aren't you the boy that like I had to call the police for? And it's just yeah. very pleasant. It was like like old friends seeing each other again. Yeah, but but you also notice kind of like the loss of innocence, right? In Arvin, because before like he was like helpless, and this moment like he's he, he's all grown up, um, in all the best ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like honestly, like I don't know what it is. It's just Tom Holland. That's like, just his what? his effect. <laughs> It, it really is. It's just like you, you cast like these hot actors, but you watch them like grow up. And so like, you know what they've been through, you know, like all their stuff. And you're just like, now I'm emotionally attached and sexually attached. Like, uh, <laughs> cause like, young, like young Arvin, like very sweet. Like you want to protect him from the world yeah. and you would die yeah. for him. For but him, then you got yeah. older, much more adult Arvin, played by Tom Holland, and you would get who's gonna protect you for something else. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna protect you again. He's he's gonna. We yes, we do the ki- cooking. Yes, we do the cleaning. He's gonna he's gonna take care of us. It's gonna be all good. And <laughs> I almost said all good in the hood, and I was like, nope, we're not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we're, we're we're like no, we're not saying that. Um. <laughs> But, <laughs> um, so I, and then I think while this is happening, um, back at, um, the car, um, the, because they, I, I, I mean, there were multiple gunshots, so someone had to have noticed. Right. Um, and, or like, or like they found the car or something, I don't know. Um, and so that that police officer is called and he finds all of it. Um, all the evidence, I think there's like a ton of evidence about what, um, 
he, he was doing to all those men. Um, ba- I, we skipped over a few scenes, um, babe, because we, we see them kill multiple men in like awful ways. Like, I know there was one scene where like one guy's dick was like shot off. It was all bloody. Oh, it was oh so bad. It was really yeah. bad, and and so he finds all those, and instead of like turning them in because like um like grand grand i don't think she deserved to die but he definitely did yeah but better off without him but um the unfortunately like his sister would have been vindicated by all of that so that's the one good thing he did but i really wish like he kind of did it to get like justice for his sister and for all those men because it, it was pretty fucked up very um yeah, like I mean, Grand. A lot in this movie is very fucked up, um, and so then next we're back at the childhood home. Um, uh, he finds he finds out that um no one has lived in the house since he left, um probably because of what happened. I feel like news travels fast right. in these places, um, and he goes to the prayer log, and it's like middle of the day. Like I think it's like kind of almost sundown, and the sheriff um finds him because like at this point he's kind of realizing a trail like they're like oh it's probably him right and like they're attaching all these murders over the years to kind of him at that point um so so he's basically so he's basically like a criminal which which he knows he's aware um even though a lot of it he did have self-defense or revenge um yeah like a lot like it was very much a moral dilemma because like Arvin was not a bad person and the people who he killed were not bad. Well, were not good. You know? Good. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and, yeah, and you definitely see him rationalizing it, which, you know, if I knew that he did it, I would simply look away. I would simply. <laughs> oh, yes. A hundred percent. I'd be like, what? My hum? What was that? I don't, I, 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 I don't recall. I, like, uh, I don't see anything. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Um, but um, so he's in the woods at the prayer log. And next thing um, we hear this fucking cop shows up and is looking for him. And it's like, I know what you did. I know what you did. Because he, he also hears about um, the preacher being murdered, like all of this. So, he, he, so he's like, um, so he's in the woods um and Arvin's like I I think he like left his stuff so he kind of is like scrambling to get his gun um and all of this and so like that this police officer kind of has the upper hand and so he's like trying to do like his job like to keep hidden like they're just like talking and then they finally shoot at each other and um he basically kills the cop and um uh and then i think um oh wait oh we forgot about this part was um arvin found the photo of um roy of um lenora's father in the car so like and so i think he brings that up and like explains like he's like he's like i didn't do it like out of this like i was defending myself um and um so like all of this and then they exchange shots and he, he kills the cop 
um, he somehow is like a better shot than the cop, and the cop misses him, and uh, he, he 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 heals him. Right. So then he has to go back on the run because now he's killed a cop, um, and um, so he's back to hitchhiking, and then he gets picked up um, by this hippie dude like um and this is when we um kind of get wind that um it's getting close to the vietnam right um which oh my god in the wikipedia page it says the hippie looks a lot like charles manson which just makes my skin crawl because i'm like no do not say that wait did they say it I, I mean, I don't think he is. Like, a lot of hippies look that way. Girl. Let's be girl, real. I, I do not see it. <laughs> I refuse. I, I refuse. It, 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 it is. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this description. I'm like, whoever wrote that. Is demented. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I, I'm pissed. I'm so mad I just read that. <laughs> because now I'm so sad. Like, it no. He's already been through enough. <laughs> exactly. Like, no. But this is when... um the narration kind of comes back in and you see it's kind of a close-up on uh arvin and he's like slowly falling asleep and like he's like talking about like he's been through so much and he's like he's tired he's tired and um and like that there's like some allusion to the fact that he's gonna go um enlist in the vietnam war um all these things so, like, it, it's supposed to be kind of a happy ending, but, like, again, this film as a whole was just dark. It's very, like, there is no upside to it, you know? Yeah. But, um, I enjoyed it. I, this is probably, like, my favorite of this year. It, 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 it just, it blew me out of the water, and it shows that, especially Tom, that he... Can yes. go out of that comfort zone of happy-go-lucky superhero, kid next door, you know, personality, yeah. and explore some deep dark stuff. And yeah, he even said like I'm excited for everybody to see it because I know this is not Peter Parker, this isn't Spider-Man, but in some ways still has that core of I need to do the right thing. It's just not yeah. the same. Yeah, and it addresses things at the source, like, when it comes to, like, religion, right. and, like, um, like, maybe a little bit of, like, to- toxic masculinity, um, like, um, the devil, like, things like that, and, like, it kind of comes to the conclusion, like, you kind of, you can't rely on that, that you kind of have to take things into your own hands. Right. And as much as, like, it's not always pretty, what you may have to do like let let, like you you, it's it definitely kind of shows like morale like morals are that that they're not fixed right in in a way because like you're watching tom like because he probably has like the biggest kill count in this oh yeah but he's kind of the most uh like right in, in the right character like because he's been wrong so much that he just and, it's just it's he has to do what he has to do and that's not exactly in line with yeah. what everybody thinks he should do you know and, and and I think that was the perfect character for Tom Holland to play absolutely 
yeah it was because he just like because Peter Parker like just by comparison is a very like immature character right very that there's a lot like you watch things happen and it's you're, you're just kind of sitting there looking at him like no no Peter like don't do that right. like oh that's you, you should listen to Tony and like things like that or you're on or like stay out of this you don't need, you don't need to do this um more so in homecoming than I'm far from home All right uh but he he does things like he makes these characters that aren't always the most likable very likable exactly and uh, that was very necessary for Arvin considering what he does <laughs> yes but he's definitely i can I'm definitely more excited to see him in more yeah. mature roles i know he has a movie coming up where he plays like it it's like a soldier movie but like, i think it's like the dude ends up being like a terrorist or something Mm-hmm. And he plays the main character. It's directed by the Russos. Oh, yeah, yes. that's gonna be a, it's gonna be so good. And seeing this, oh my god, it makes me so excited because I'm a Spider Man stand, but I'm also a Tom Holland stand, and I will support anything he's in. I know. Oh, 100%. I know he's in the Uncharted movie. I I need I still need to see him like young young Tom Holland with Naomi Watts and the, the Impossible. Girl, we watched that, and I didn't I didn't even realize it was him until the Spider Man stuff came out. He was so good in that movie. And he's also played Billy Elliot. Like that there's so much needs, to show. He needs a uh a, a EGOT. Oh, 100%. he needs all of those. Give it to him now. Yeah. Let like I, I have a feeling the Oscars gonna come first because I think he's very much in film. Right. Um he's very excuse me, he's very much tied to Spider Man. So he's he's running on that film schedule and like doing film and then TV is kind of funky. Right. Because TV is a bit of a longer obligation right. in the end. Like once you jump to TV, like you don't know how long you're going to be on that. Right. Um, whereas with um, film, it's like it's going to go from here to here. We might extend a little bit, but it's not going to go beyond this point. Right. Um, in ter- in terms of the actors, um, so and like he can do anything, and anyone who says otherwise clearly does not know his history, and that's that on that. Right. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And again, he was so great in this. Um, I don't think I'm definitely uh a hundred percent like saying this is the best for me from this year. Definitely- well, it's it's probably because I was hella content star. Yeah, I I mean I would so like when I I was living in Florida, I um I would go to the movies like pretty often because I, I could just take a bus to Springs if I ever wanted to. Um, right. So like I, I saw Knives Out twice. I saw Little Women. I saw Onward. I saw like, um, and I've I've seen a lot since. Like I I, I watched stuff on Shutter. So I, I've seen quite a bit. Um, I don't think I've seen anything that's like been atrocious. Right. Um, I, I definitely put this above um, of films that I've seen recently. Uh, the the Mulan live action, definitely. Um, that was... It wasn't bad, but it was kind of dull. I still have to watch that one. Oh, you still haven't watched it? Um, I'm, I'm I, gonna I, wait till December. I, yeah. Um, well, well uh, I didn't pay the 30 bucks, but... Um, 
absolutely not. Um, even though my family's like, yeah, we can pay it. And I'm just like, I'm like, no, we don't need to. <laughs> Like, no, we're no, good. no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, I mean, we, we watched it because we have a projector that um, my sister bought, um, uh-huh. and we're all home, and she usually brings it to her school, but um, we watched it on our own. But I, I put it above that, I put it above um, Spiral, which is a horror film with um, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, uh, from RuPaul's Drag Race or well, Canada's Drag Race when name. You, when you when everybody when you were talking about Spiral, I thought you were talking about the Saw movie. No, I was like that came out, but then I was like, okay, no, he's talking about something. Yeah, else. which um, that film like, uh, it's getting good reviews. Um, which, right, but it if uh, I kind of like said like, you kind of see where it's going from the get go. Um, it, it's very much the uh, takes a page from Jordan Peele's book when it comes to Get Out, and it it, it definitely like is like oh we're we're gonna be getting but more yeah. get, get Out type Hold of on, films, it... which, which which is not bad because it it the ending of that film is probably one of the best endings I've seen in a, in a horror film, but um I don't know there there was something missing with that film, but that that would be another episode entirely. I don't know if I'm gonna do one. Um, but I know not not a lot of people have Shutter. If you don't, you should. <laughs> it's only fifty three dollars for a full year, so you should. Um, uh, especially if you're into horror like me, um, because there's a lot of classics on there, but a lot of new stuff. Um, like Host. Oh my God. So Host. If you haven't seen that film, um, the scariest movie, the most real movie, because it's it's shot on zoom um and it's like paranormal activity on zoom so it's absolutely terrifying which i've never seen paranormal activity but i'm pretty sure it would not get me as good as this did but anyways um back to this film like i think i I think what i'm trying to say is it was very um the devil all the time was very middle of the pack for me right uh like it, it i didn't walk away as affected as i was when i saw Little Women, um, or Knives Out, which I don't see movies twice often, but Knives Out I did, and it got better. Right. So it, I think it, I think it has a leg up. Um, on that, be, I mean, granted, I do want to kind of watch this film again, just because uh, again it's so chock full. There's so much going on. Um, I feel like I missed some things. But I, I think I got to dock it a bit because of Robert Pattinson. Um, just a little bit. Also, like, just the, maybe the content a little. Like, it's it's very, it's hard, again, it's hard to watch, hard to digest. Um, but, how, how do I phrase this? But, like, I, I didn't walk away, like, super duper impacted. I feel I feel like certain things like you could see like, like you kind of could see like what the plot was doing which um oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, cause I was on Twitter that time you know oh. if you're on Twitter and your phone goes off you're mm-hmm. down but I'm on Safari now we're good okay okay no um, praying for no more interruptions <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. Um, but uh, I think um, 
Uh, oh my god, where was I? (laughs) You were Um, talking about the the Zoom thing. uh, I was talking about that, but then I was talking about um this film in terms of like like, watching it back. Um, I I I just think like certain things like I don't I don't think it hit me as hard as I thought it would. Right. I guess. I guess like I I just think like that. Um it kind of had like this darkness that kind of weighted down rather than get like gave you kind like kind of got at you. Right. Um, again, I think Tom Holland might have given one of the best performances this year so far. Period. He like in terms of dramatic performances, like this is probably one of the best ones. Right. Um, uh, even though like Little Women has a like that that was another one that had so many amazing ones, but that this is the the only I think male one that has really gotten me. I mean, he was also in Onward, um, right? Which um again, he's playing kind of a more Peter Parker type role in that, um, similar voice except he doesn't have the New York accent, um, but but he absolutely killed it. I think Bill Skarsgård was great. I don't think he was that the it wasn't perfect. But I, I, but he, he's so, he's so good. Like he, he also showed like that he has the range. Um, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched him outside of, again, like we, we said, we've only seen him as Pennywise, which it, it again, like that, that's him, like probably at his peak um, because you, you don't recognize him. He's in being from another world. Um, but it was cool to see him grounded. Um, and then, I want I want to see what Riley Keough's in the one who played the wife of um, Jason Clark's character, the one who was murdering all the men mm-hmm. and like taking lewd photos, because I, I think she was great. Which I, I think she had a great role, but she also just acted the hell out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and again, like I, I I think this movie does say like a lot of great things. Again, difficult watch. I don't recommend to everyone because it, it, it depends on what you can take yeah like that there's a lot of really dark content and it, it is constant right like it, it, it again the movie starts with seeing this man strung up and skinned on, on a crucifix in like the middle of a war and you have to watch like someone shoot him out of mercy right. and then not long after we we watched this sermon where this guy spills spiders all over his face like it it just it's disturbing it's dark it's sad um just very emotionally draining uh, definitely overall but uh, again i really enjoyed it like it's just I, i've seen i've more films to see this year and i've seen a, a, a lot already so i i don't think it's kind of top my list so far yeah no i'm totally understandable yeah. but I, i've only really seen older movies yeah this well, this quarantine but I, I you know but like for me personally right now this is my top because it kept me invested um yeah no it really it, does like I, yeah I, I think the way they framed it despite how kind of confusing it was Mm-hmm. was really cool because i i think um having the non-linear and like the multiple stories 
and then having a narrator on top of it kind of grounded it really well right like sometimes like a narrator can be like distracting but i feel like it benefited this exactly because i think if they removed the narrator we would have been like just like looking at each other like what like hold on like like, we have gone to tom holland and been like who the fuck is this (laughs) like we would have we we would have had no clue like how we got there we wouldn't have cared exactly but but we would just go with it go with the flow and be like huh so I, I think that's something that like really really worked. Um, granted, uh, I I also think it's kind of like generic drama film for me because it has like that uh, sepia tone sheen yeah. that they all do. So yeah. that, that that's another thing. Like you you see that all the time, which I mean it's not a bad thing. Like it it, it helps set had set the mood. Right, but um, yeah. So I think I think I've rambled on enough. We we talked about Tom Holland enough. <laughs> um, well, I I, well, I don't think we can ever stop talking about Tom Holland, but we have Twitter for that. No. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, I think I think I kind of want to do a rating. So uh, most so I, I I'm actually gonna go with like a little like backstory to this because I know most people do like um rate like. Uh, one zero to five stars or one to five stars. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I've I've never vibed with that ever. I, I've I've tried because I know that's how Letterbox does it. Um, which is where a lot of the like people who love film, uh, the, those who probably want like myself wanted to be a guide on the Great Movie Ride before it closed. Um, Ooh. still sad about it. Uh, <laughs> come at me. I still miss it. Um, I'll spare you this time. <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 I've stopped like with um getting on people and being like it shouldn't have been shut down, which like I still believe in, but I know it's an obnoxious. Um, and I, I mean Mickey's Runaway uh, Railway, it's not awful. Like it, it doesn't make me mad that it's there. I, th- I think it, it, it's a good attraction. But we're not talking about that on this goddamn episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, like, but I don't know. It just never worked for me because I was like, I'm like, this film is a five for me. This film is a five. This film is a five, like maybe like a 4.7. And now it's like, I'm like, now I'm getting to like these like little half points. It's, it's dumb. So I, I do one to 10 because I, I think it gives you more space to uh, kind of uh, rate these films. So where would you rate it um, on a scale of one to 10? I would do a solid 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where it's at for me. Uh, I just dot points because, uh, you know, mostly Robert Pattinson's voice. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's not in the film super long. He's not, but it just kind of takes away from it. Yeah, that that's the thing. It kind of took you out of it. Because I, I remember the the scene where Tom Holland shoots him, I started giggling, right? Be, because like I don't know what he did. Like it it it, it sounded ridiculous already. Like in that moment where he pisses you off, but like in the moment you're you're too pissed off to know, like to be really mad at the accent. But then he like he's like he's like going on about like he's kind of trying to like manipulate um Arvin, and. You're just like you're just like oh my god this sounds like ten times more ridiculous than it should and it, yeah 
it, it, it took you out a bit too much. Right. Um, and I, I'd probably say about the same. I think I'd say a seven, a, a solid seven. Right. Um, maybe a 6.5, somewhere around there. Like, like I, I, I'm not going to dock it like too, too much because it's not this horrendous, awful film. Like, it, it, it's really it, good. It's, it's great, but it's just, there's just those th- certain things that yeah. just take you up. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, it, like there's some moments where it kind of shows, um, it's, um, it's skeleton, I guess, is like the best right. thing. Like you kind of can see where things are going, and it, it's like, oh, you're doing that. Like if you, there's a point where you, where you've seen enough films that like you're like, oh, I know where this is going, and right, which is why I think, um, because people always talk about like, oh, the old films are so much better. I'm like, well, back then, a lot of these kind of storylines were kind of new when it came to <laughs> film. So I think it's unfair to say that. Uh, I feel like it's harder to make a really fantastic movie today than it was back then because it was, it was a very different time and film represented something totally different. But again, I, I think it was good. So I say seven. Period. So seven, 7.5. So we're about the same. Um, Love that. But I, I think we both can agree that we would definitely recommend this to... 100%. Yeah, I, I totally told someone today, was asking, oh, what film should I watch? And I just, I like, I remember we were talking about it. There were some other people talking about it who were watching it. And it then just kind of died off, um, which I think is unfortunate. Because yeah. um, Ray on Twitter uh, was like, oh, I, I knew you, like, I was hoping you would watch it because, you know, number one Tom Holland stand on this Twitter. Uh, yeah. But, and, and, you and her were only the really ones that, like, I was talking about it with. I, I think it was only you for me. Right. Yeah, be, because I, I don't think I... I think I follow her, but I don't really talk to her. I don't really know her. <laughs> She's fine. I love her. But, because she, she knew. She knew, because she was like, oh, have you watched it? And I was like, no, I haven't. I'm waiting till tonight. She was like, you're going to love it. And I was like, I did love it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think there's, like, a few other people, but but I, but today I've like, um, be, be, because I, I kind of live on HHN Twitter now. Uh, I don't, I see what happens on this Twitter, but I, I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm not dealing with that mess. See, I, <laughs> I'm not dealing I with don't it. Even classify, I don't even classify anymore because you see me on HHN Twitter. Oh, yeah. On Knott's Twitter, on Universal Twitter, oh, on yeah. Disney Twitter. I, I, I like, you'll, like, I'll like post something about like something going on, on HHN Twitter, and you'll, and I'll, you'll be like, what's going on? And I'm just like, Oh, sis. <laughs> like, oh, let me lay it down. Yeah. But, like, but usually, like, it's not like the majority over there. It's usually like one person. Everyone's just like, no, you ought, like, no, we're, we're going to tell you what, what's wrong with what you're saying right now. Babe. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, I told one of my friends today, um, my friend CC from Scream Queens, um, well, I was just on her podcast. Um, talking about HHN at home, which was really, really fun day for me. Uh, when when I got to debut, um, one of my Halloween costumes. I'm actually just ordered a second one, so we'll be debuting that soon. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm really excited about it. Um, I but I, I like told her because she loves Bill Skarsgård, like loves him, and I was right. and I was like, you will like this film too. <laughs> you will like this film too. So if you like um 
Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan, um, Robert, well, maybe not Robert Pattinson, um, <laughs> but any of these beautiful men, <laughs> any of these beautiful men, you will enjoy this film. Right. You will walk away loving it. Um, uh, again, this film is very much um, straight white men are a disease. So if you were a straight white man and uh, maybe you won't like this film, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, some of y'all are, are there, there are some exceptions, I will say. Um, and as you know, most of the cast are straight white. Yeah, exactly. And, and we love them. Uh, but <laughs> if, if you're someone who gets offended when we like talk about say things like that, you're probably um, no, part of the problem. Like... <laughs> you, 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 you probably are the disease. Um, hate to bring it to you now, but yeah. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But um, I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> um, again, I think this is the longest episode I've done. Uh, this always which um, <laughs> um, but um, I mean, I'm okay with that. Period, <laughs> because we literally most of it is just us um pleading for Tom Holland yes. to. Uh, <laughs> Call, I am free on Thursday. Uh, please call me on Thursday when I am free. Yes. <laughs> you, you can... We, we will share him. We will share him. <laughs> I will literally... Period. Just period. Just we, yeah. Hit me up anytime. Yeah, um, he, he, he gets you on like... Um, oh my god, what's that SZA song? Where like she like... Oh, I, I do him on this day. He goes to his wife on... Like the the my man is her man is her man her man. Yes, that 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 is yeah. us. Like, you, you get you get him on you get him on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I get him Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He gets a break on Wednesday, and then he's right back at it. Right, let, 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 because he, we we know he needs some me time, but we love him. And anyone who wants to talk shit about Tom Holland, um, you will get dragged. You, you will get dragged. Oh. Um, especially if if you say that um. He's not the best Spider-Man because you're wrong. Um, you're wrong. And, and I will write an essay. I will write a, a fucking thesis on how you're wrong and <laughs> I will how public. I will. And how Tommy Toby, Toby McGuire is the most overrated Spider-Man to ever exist. Um, and that's that on that. That's that on that. Um, so Rodney, where can the people find you for all for um the biggest um tom holland stand on twitter or elsewhere so you can find me on twitter uh rocket rods but the o in rocket is the x because i'm quirky like that um <laughs> that's where i talk the most crap and you'll see me like shit posting most of the time mm. um i'm on a podcast with my friend victoria we're on a hiatus right now We'll probably come back when there's some more uh, when you know news picks up and yeah. all that and out of this pandemic. But but uh, if you I'll... haven't listened to them, they do have quite a few episodes up, um, especially their um, LGBTQ series that they've done right. recently. Fantastic! I was on it. I was on the first episode. Um, causing problems. <laughs> causing problems. Discussing why Constance Hatchaway is a cottagecore lesbian. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> the icon. We talk about fun there. We talk about a lot of yeah uh, issues that are going on in the Disney community specifically Re- regarding um the LGBTQ LGBTQ POC yeah. you know certain 
uh, problematic people sometimes, yeah. but not really. The, the important things. But the important things. Yeah. But if like you're in the theme park, Disney community. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That I I highly recommend um their podcasts. And also if you haven't listened to my earlier um uh um the last time that Rodney guested on here when we were talking about gay culture um with um the the fearsome foursome uh of us scott and lawrence um you need to listen to that too um, yeah so you can find me on those um i have instagram on my instagram and twitter i'll be posting a lot of art especially in october because uh the halloween gays have to you know yes. come out oh 100 100 they have a whole bunch of art planned i have art collabs planned everybody's gonna love it <sighs> Also, uh, also, Rodney is so talented, so follow him for that, too. Honestly, I don't think so, but everybody thinks so, so I'm going to Oh, my it. God. <laughs> Stop with the fake, humble bullshit. Just own it. Listen, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, listen, I'll give that. I'm... Okay, yeah, but like, like I said... <laughs> Like I said, like I said, I'll be putting out a lot of art for Halloween. Lots of Phantom Manor, Haunted yes. Mansion. I'm working on some Hocus Pocus art right oh now. Oh my god! Uh, I will be feeding the Halloween gays. Feed me, Halloween. see more, feed me all night long, honey. Period. And you know that's where all you can find me. And yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so oh, oh I guess it's me. Oh, why, why am I so shook by that? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh yes, this is my podcast. Um, bring it back to me. But yeah, definitely follow Rodney on all of that. It's, um, it will it will keep you entertained. It, again, super talented. A lot of good stuff going on over there. Um, uh, you also might witness many of me and Rodney's many fights. Um, <laughs> we love co- uh, Disney toast fights. Oh my god. Which I'm like in the middle. That's the problem with me. Because I, I know you're a Disneyland fan, but you're biased because your CPs have been but, at Disney World and you've been to Disney World more. But I'm telling you. No, but I, I, I also worked at Disneyland for a short time. Um, Period. As you should. Yeah, which is how we kind of found each other um, through kind of unfortunate circumstances. But we're not talking about that. <laughs> We do not see. We, we do not. We, we, we do not talk about that. Um, that is not for a podcast. Absolutely not. Um, but um, but but we love each other. We 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 might disagree, but but these are things where you can agree to disagree. Um, oh, absolutely. Be, we love girlies. Yeah, because um, we can both agree that Disneyland is the superior. Um, as are the international parks. Um, but we can disagree. Um, on. Epcot. <laughs> um, e- even though I will agree what you say about the Epcot stands is correct, but that that's another discussion. <laughs> yeah, you saw what happened with Beauty and the Beast. Oh my that god! The whole episode. Oh my god! That was a day. I was not having it that day. I was. Uh, it's the Epcot stands. I'm telling you. Oh my god! I-, I mean, there was a time where I used to not like Epcot, like for a long while. I never- you're one of the. You're one of the good ones. Like I said, there's always good Epcot stands. It, it, but it's have... the ones who have been Epcot stands for too long. Or the ones that are too young that haven't mm. experienced 
Epcot. Oh, that's a whole other discussion about the certain youngins on Diz Twitter. Um, that's yeah. <laughs> like if if you're. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you're well, if you're if you're not above the age of eighteen, you shouldn't be on Twitter. That's tea. That that's my opinion. That is complete tea. And I stand by that. But anyways, where you can find me, um, <laughs> where you can find me, you can find um, you can find me at um, Queen Timothy I. Um, that's Queen spelled K W E E N because I am the one, the only, um, and I'm quirky like that. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. Um, then <laughs> Timothy T I M O T H Y, um, and then I because Queen Timothy I Queen Timothy the first again the one the only. I have to do that twice. Um, again, you can find me under that on uh, Twitter, uh, which is probably where I'm most active right now. Um, uh, j- just because it's kind of easier. Um, and that's where all like a lot of my friends are. Um, even though it's a toxic place, I hate that bird app. But in a way, I would, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to go, I want to avoid it, but um, you, you just, it just you know. yeah, yeah. So I'm there. Um, if you want more of um my insane unfilteredness, then go there. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, follow me like Mark Patton did. <laughs> <laughs> That is my claim to fame <laughs> at this point in my life. I, I, I haven't posted on there too, too much, but um, there might be some more theme park content coming soon and I'll, probably some more Halloween content as well. Period. Period. Yeah. So um, you, you might want to follow over there for that. And then we also have uh, TikTok, which um, I don't post very much over there. I'm not one of those tiktokers i i haven't gone there but i post on occasion um so you can find me there and then um i also do have a twitter for this podcast um uh for in the queen storm room podcast it is at itktr all uppercase and then podcast with an uppercase p um so that's itktr podcast with an uppercase p um that's where you'll get all the updates that where you'll find out when this episode drops when the next one drops and this is actually the last of kind of a normal period. Um, very short since I just started this podcast um, back in like August, I think it was. Um, Good girly. Yeah, like I think this Love is that. number seven. So I've done well. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but I'm here. Um, I'm alive on SCADS. Um, but um, next month is October. And um, you're obviously sitting here with two Halloween gays because I love my Halloween. I love my spooky. And so for all of next month, every week, um, we will be covering uh, a different horror film or like set of horror films. Um, Like um, to kick it off, we're starting with my favorite horror franchise. Um, And if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already know what that is. Um, we're gonna. Uh, my friend Cassidy is actually gonna be coming on with me. She's a big, also a big fan of this franchise. We're gonna start there. Um, I think we have six movies total, so there's gonna be a lot of spooky content coming. That there might be a um a special mini sode at one point. So I have a lot planned for October. So um, definitely stay tuned. But yeah, but thank you so much again, Rodney, for being on again. <laughs> time it, it was fabulous i never have i never get to talk about tom holland in this way with anybody so 
now you know. I, now you know. I appreciate that. Now I, I just I'm gonna hit up Rodney every time. I'm just like Tom Holland. Just yeah. Just love that. Yeah. Um, but as always, continue to be the kings, queens, and non-binary monarchs in your life, and I'll see you back in the throne room. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.